probably want to record. I like talking to all you people, but... Scripts, okay. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Clux Podcast, episode number... I, I don't know. We discussed the competitive hero clip... HeroClix environment, as well as any alternate formats that are currently relevant. I'm your host, Jay Solomon, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, who are all much better at HeroClix than me. We have Devin. Hello. We have almost on every episode, Chad. I'm not really here. I mean, as we discussed, you are thinking of my imagination. Uh, and we have person that I should have more uh, on more often, Azareth. I don't know why you should have me on. I'm a and person who was there and played. <laughs> I would like to really ask the question, Azareth is a person? I mean, Debatable. you deserve to be on as much as I am. You're just as uh, weird a player as I am, but you actually play more. <laughs> so, uh, so the main topic we're going to be going over today is uh, Clicks Cup, which Azareth played at and Chad judged at. And discuss uh Devin. one of us did a good job i disagree with that statement <laughs> yeah. and uh this uh this document will be in the show notes or the description or whatever but Devin crunched the numbers on what top 28 teams 30 28 of top 32 um it's oh, okay. the top four and top 16 numbers are totally accurate because i actually had all of those lists but uh between top 16 and top 32 uh, I was missing four lists at random positions, so um, that that won't be totally accurate. All of the percentages are calculated on 28, so those I should mean, be right. But, e- um, even if you only had top 16 for like a 70-person event, that's still like a lot of important yeah. data. So Yeah, top 16 is nice. Uh, I included top 32 because I didn't realize I would be missing four lists, but... Yeah, I mean, more is good, but I'm saying even if you only had 16... <laughs> well, somebody who good. didn't make top 16, I appreciate going to top 32. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, no, I mean, I, tough, I thought top 32 was interesting. It's, like, more than... It's still less than half the people did play, they, right? Did they actually cut the 32 or 16? They cut the 16. That makes sense. Um, but before before we get into that, I uh, we're gonna before we talk about Azeroth's games... Uh, and Disney World and whatever. Uh, I want to briefly mention that we had the first sandbox tournament. I don't know if anybody, if, if people are, have seen it, but it's a new tournament series that I'm working on. Uh, Chad helped me with the first event yesterday. It's being run by Norm, who is, everybody would know him as the guy who you report your scores to at the WizKids events. Uh, that's the main reason you would know him, so... Uh, we did the first tournament yesterday. We did uh, 300 Modern. We had nine players, which I think is pretty... Uh, I mean, it's an okay start. Yeah, that's uh, solid. Lucas obviously won, because how could he not? He played the... You can see the team list. I don't have it right in front of me right now, but uh, the robot team list that PJ ran at Clips Just with Cup. Fulcums, right? It's, uh, it's not the same oh, team, yeah, because he had Fulcums on it. Yeah. It was uh, like, was uh, Fulcum legal for Clips Cup? It was, it was not. not. They okay. did not allow that. Given that there got, any like, any of those. <laughs> thought I'd make sure. Uh, and, also, obviously, and obviously, um, Master Mold was not either. Correct. Yeah. Also, I mean, Master Mold's not legal anywhere still. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, I mean, no Scott Porter mattered because uh, I don't know if he would have played it again, but last time uh, Tyler played his team, he did play Scott Porter. But 
you had three to nine people. I mean, he discussed that in the video he made about it, where he said that he didn't really think that it was worth running over the um, the third uh, maggot. No, it was ultra humanite. So he's he yeah he's one hundred percent sure he would play three maggots. It was ultra humanite. You're right that he said he was like a little bit between them, but still thought that ultra humanite was better. That's yeah. right. Uh, but I don't know the exact list off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, when PJ was running it, uh, it was basically all three. Uh, Danger Room Constructs with Mr. Sinister getting the Herald Dial, Mad Thinker Prime, Jim Hammond, a couple Superman robots. Four. Four Superman robots, uh, extra specs, emotional modifier. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, and then there were two Falcons in there somewhere. Uh, apparently Jim Hammond is actually good because... No, he didn't run the emotional modifier. He ran the spin ring. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, Jim Hammond's pretty fantastic for that absolutely. that point cost. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's very clear that they. Can, I mean, yeah, because uh, he will one hundred percent get replaced when Master Mold comes out. But, <laughs> but for now, your leadership options are um, Jim Hammond. So and he can be like a twelve <laughs> attack against a lot of like the current field. Which is right. Really we, cool. I was going to mention the uh, the ally effects. So you have what Wizard for Scientist, Batman for Justice League, Diablo for Mystical. So two out of three of those cover Flash. He's a twelve attack on flashes. So that's pretty good. But yeah, so he won. Uh, it was a cool team. Although, I mean, you can do Mad Thinker for robots. You've yep. got Dr. Doom Hi-Evo for Fantastic for Cosmic. Four. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of pieces you can put on the sideline to cover basically everything that's being played right now. Everything except yeah. animals, I guess. Yep. Uh, no X-Men, but otherwise almost everything. Not yet. So... But yeah, so that was cool. Uh, we're going to be running it again in, I think it's on August 28th. So uh, the pricing is very good. You pay $20. Uh, even if you place 9 to six, ninth through 16th, you get a booster of a set, and then you can play events and then hold off on getting your shipment. And then if you want, you know, if you get 10 boosters, ship them all at once. So, uh, But if you place at least 8th, you get... A booster and a 2018 Connolly, so it's pretty good prizing. Uh, and yeah, so there's a Facebook page and check that out. Unless you, on principle, don't want to play events that I'm involved with, so that's a whole other issue. So as you probably, played, play. so you only, you played teams and uh, modern singles. Modern, yeah, I I did yes. Okay, and no other random casual nonsense? No, I could have played in the 500-point casual night, but I didn't bring a team because I was expecting to be at Universal. Uh, I almost died at Universal, so I could have played, but I didn't. And then Silver Age just has no interest for me. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I guess talk about whatever event you want first. Um, so first off, I wanted to give big shout-out to, to Newmark. Um the event was run very, very well. Uh, big shout out to Chad and the other judges, um, as much as it pains me to say that. Um, but everything was run like really smoothly. The, the venue was really nice um, for a great price. Being able to just walk down from your hotel room to to play was super fun and convenient. Um, but so for 300 Modern, I played a plus five Cosmic team. They consisted of Emperor Vulcan at full points, Molecule Man, Stargirl, Star Sapphire, and High Evolutionary with the Soul Gem. Um, I was originally going to play Old Man Phoenix, and then 
when I started learning about the Invisible Woman team, I was like, <laughs> that just sounds awful to play against. I want to have Pulse Wave. <laughs> yeah. Did that actually show up? Yes. Top four, I think. Uh, no, top, top eight. four, top eight. Couldn't remember. Um, but and having Pulse Wave like really was big in a lot of my games. Um, so I'm glad I made that switch. Um, I'm pretty sure at this point that Invisible Woman team is like just unplayable because if anybody copies Tyler's team, it has literally no chance against it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, very quickly, we can, uh, the Invisible Woman team is uh, the Cosmic Clash version. She has a trait where she can take a free action. She can either like make terrain markers, clear, whatever, or but basically, uh, or you can't target her. Correct. Unless you started your turn within three squares. Yeah. And but maggot or pogs that are generated can do it because it's they would be Just, in their turn there. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the big thing is uh, with pulse wave. Pulse wave now um, just um, ends durations. Um, oh, good point. So I wanted pulse wave to be able to end the duration of, of her trait so that I could then follow up with an attack. Yeah. Um, you were also um, the only person to play three of the five figures on your team. <laughs> yes. There were no other Star Girls, Star Sapphires, or Emperor Falcons. <laughs> um, Star Girl and Star, Star Sapphire, I think, were really they were really good to run, at least for my team, because having a second barrier from Star Sapphire, um, the Perplex from Star Girl, and then both of them having flight sidestep, just allowed my team to be a lot more mobile um, without actually having to token anybody, especially when looking at characters like Vulcan and Molecule Man. Um, so round one, I ended up playing against the Spider-Man family, uh, with Punisher War Machine, PS4 Spidey, and the Wonder Woman bracelets. They were, that was like the major, uh, factor of just copy the Wonder Woman team ability, have super senses. Um, I killed his Punisher War Machine, pulse waved the rest of his team to shut off their wild cards, and then crit hit his PS4 Spider-Man, and that was basically the end of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but really fun opponent, um... He, uh, he just really was trying to kill somebody and finally pulled it off and hit, like, six super senses at the end of the game with 76. Um, round two, I played against Lewis, Lewis Reyes, who I end up having to play him in, like, every tournament. Um, but he was on a monster team with Onslaught, Absolute Carnage, Prime Wonder Woman, uh, Double Wendigo, and Orange Proteus. Are you sure you weren't playing Matt Dono? Well, Prime Wonder Woman was the difference instead of Doppelganger. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. Okay. Um, which, that Prime Wonder Woman actually surprised me um, in that game. But she that was another... Know. Yeah. She shouldn't surprise anybody at this point. She's literally just a beast. Yeah. She's really good. She has, like, CCE, like, her whole dial. Um, she was really, really good. But um, that was another game where Pulse Wave ended up being really strong for me to just... I, I literally killed Onslaught with just Pulse Wave. Um, my history of playing against Onslaught has been that he doesn't do much and then I kill him on like turn three so I've never been super (laughs) impressed with the figure but a lot of people seem to swear by him Yeah, my thing with Onslaught is always like oh wait I did five clicks and he's dead wait shouldn't what where did he go (laughs) 
Except for the pauper states where uh, I actually got yeah, to use... Yeah, I mean, use... obviously he was broken. In... <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. It, yeah, I got to actually use his nine-square knockback thing. That was fun. Oof. Um, but that was, a, that was a really good game. Um, round three, I played against a guy who was running double Chase Widow with Voyager Black Leopard. Yeah, I've seen that one. That was uh, I was oh, really... Oh, no, he had Captain Marvel. Never mind. Yeah, I was... I was in a bad spot most of that game. Um, he dropped poison, uh, managed to poison uh, Molecule Man, kill Molecule Man. Um, but Emperor Vulcan being able to reduce penetrating damage um, made it so that he didn't die. And I hit a clutch uh, run, uh, breakaway running shot. And literally, he sat outside my starting area, like three squares outside the negative zone starting area, and just pulse waved for like six consecutive turns <laughs> um, to kill. I on one turn, I think I killed two widow recruits, a chase widow, and Voyager. Rolled some good. Uh, yeah, I I missed like two willpower rolls that whole game. Nice. Yeah, uh, but I love the change to willpower <laughs> because I, 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 I hate it. play. It's definitely very powerful. <laughs> but and on that note, I don't think it has slowed the game down. Like I do oh, not I feel like the that. game has been slowed down that much. I mean, that, that's not my problem with it. I just hate the idea of of variants where, like, hey, your Emperor Vulcan's on two tokens, but I can't actually plan for him to not do anything next turn. Yeah, that's fair. Whereas at least leadership, they have to be adjacent. Like you know what's coming. But right, right. No, that's fair. I'm a firm um, believer that the only thing with the recent rules that is slowing down the game is the players, because slow play has yet. become such a strong strategy where it's like, I'm going to talk out every possible combination of things I could do rather than doing anything. Yeah, that's frustrating. Um, I didn't, luckily, I didn't uh, experience that this week, that, that weekend, but I can definitely see where that would have been a thing. Um, round four and five, I had to play fellow Phoenix Nesters. Um, I mean, that it was like were, a third of the field. There were 14 of us uh, <laughs> out of 70. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's a large percentage of the field. <laughs> um, our, our one teammate, Isaac, um, in his five rounds, he played against four Phoenix Nesters. And then in, and then in team sealed, he played another three teams of Phoenix Nesters. <laughs> I, mean, it was, I felt so bad. I'm like, you didn't even need to come. <laughs> At the uh, Canadian Nationals that I won, there was a round that was the Married with Clicks round where we just <laughs> all played each other. Literally, we, every every one of us was facing another That's one. Uh, but Kevin was running double null Mr. Oz. Um, and as Jay said, it's pretty ironic that I lost to a double null. Um, but I... Focused on pulse waving instead of just taking the 50-50 shot of hitting them. Because um, pulse waving nulls for one doesn't really do much. Where I needed to just try to kill one. They have, like, steel energy and stuff. Um, they, they, so if I keep pulse waving them down, they eventually get to regen. Ah. Yeah, if he KOs stuff, he gets to heal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not super easy to kill. Azeroth kept way. pulse waving, then Azeroth was like, I'm going to feed you the rest of my team. <laughs> I was trying to pin down his Mr. Oz, and I definitely made some misplays in that game. I wasn't 100% on the strategy, but he's like, he was like, yeah, just kill all these figures for me. <laughs> but if I kill one of his nulls, I win the game. 
Um, but I just didn't, I didn't focus on just trying to land attacks against him. And no single um, target pulse wave anymore, so. Can't right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then round five, I played against PJ. Um, and my dice were just absolutely god awful in that game. Um, that it's already like a hard matchup, even with good dice. It's already a rough matchup, but yeah. Um, I got as many points out of it as I could. Um, I think I got like 180 points. Um, but went 3 2 with like 800 or like 925 points placed 22nd. I can't Did complain. Did anyone who is 3 2 make top 16? Yes. Um, two Phoenix Nesters that were 3 2 made it. Uh, Calder Ness made it. Um, so I think there were three 3 and 2s that made it just because they had super high points. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think Calder and Tommy Lytle ended up having, like, almost 1,100 points. That's pretty good. At 3-2. Um, but I, I can't complain. Uh, it was the first time that I put that team on a map. <laughs> was yeah, was my round one. Um, and honestly, like, my favorite part about the weekend was Isaac, uh, Isaac Berkowitz looked over, saw Emperor Vulcan, and, and gave me the, the kind of good job. Nice. I'm like, it's always fun to play pieces that nobody else sees. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Yeah, yeah I always enjoyed that about playing uh, Witch Queen. I'd be the only yep. Witch Queen at the tournament and make top eight or top four or whatever. Um, you would actually like this. In the 400-point Silver Age, somebody ran double Witch Queen. <laughs> nice. What? Yeah, double Witch Queen was terrible in 300 Modern, but if you can actually put support around it, it's probably fine. <laughs> Especially with, with new rules. Single target, lack of single target pulse wave hurts her a bit, but other than that. Yeah. Uh, but she also can't get single target pulse wave. Yeah, that helps. Um, then, uh, so that was modern. Uh, team sealed, I was playing with the two Lytles. Um, and then we ended up pulling, we pulled pretty well. Uh, we pulled a Guy Gardner, um, Felix Faust, uh, Jason... This was with Wonder Woman, obviously. Um, and we ended up building a plus five warrior theme that I ran with uh, rare Wonder Woman with Lasso, Guy Gardner, Jason, uh, Ferdinand. And... That sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds pretty terrifying. Um, and Donna, uh, Uncommon Donna Troy. Did you have anything to shift focus to? or I did not. Just... So it was literally just I mean, the rare is really good, too, but... Yeah, if you have something to shift focus, it's incredible. <laughs> um, I went two and two. I lost, so I won map against the theme teams and lost map to the non themes. <laughs> and the lost map to the non themes was I lost to a Zeus Cersei. Oh. I'm like, if I win map, I think I just win because I put them on like them negative zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my dice were like kind of bad in that game too. And then I lost to. Um, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot's team. Um, he was running Apollo, Jason, Ferdinand, Minotaur, um, Cersei. That sounds pretty. Wow, it sounds pretty reasonable, actually. That's yeah. like a team yeah. that we said would be good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's basically, if you if you have TK Apollo, is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, lost map to him. And literally lost on last action that if the game had mattered at that point, I probably would have fought it because he didn't declare the action 
before, but both my teammates lost that round, so. Um, yeah, so Team Sealed was, sounded like it was pretty interesting. Um, as far as Apollo Cersei goes, uh, the team that won was... Was uh, double Apollo, double yeah, Cersei. Yeah. yeah, Lucas, PJ, and, and Ed Shelton, and Lucas played an undefeated 7-0 and double Apollo, double Cersei. <laughs> yep, four probs with a great improved targeting. Mm-hmm. Which was four out of five of um, the probs that they pulled. <laughs> so the main thing I have to say about like Team Sealed is it was almost perfect case distribution because there was a full chase set pulled like out of eight brick or eight cases. Nice. Like it was eight cases used, and it, it was literally perfect distribution almost. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like. When Rise and Fall was announced that it wasn't, like, nobody was going to be able to get it, and it wasn't going to be what we were going to use at the Cup, like, a lot of us were disappointed. And then we started looking at Wonder Woman, and we're like, this set actually seems fun to play in Sealed. Wonder Woman's a super fun Sealed set. I mean, I haven't played much of it, but it looks like just a well-balanced, there's nothing that's ridiculously broken. There are good commons and uncommons. It's good. Uh, I I liked the, the team that we gave Tommy Lytle. It was a sidekick team. With uh, oh, cool. common common Superman, Talafar. Um he he had the ability to generate Gorilla Knights, DEA agents, um, Allied soldiers, and we pulled. Do you think like, it ended up being each. better than just playing like full common Superman? Yes, because I played a full common Superman round one, and I yeah. beaten I I won in three turns. Yeah, every yeah. full common Superman that I saw play uh, died miserably. Yeah, there. It's it's a fine team, but if you actually face a good team, you're not winning. <laughs> I, I crit hit Superman with my chainsaw and rolled a five on Blades. So. Oh, no. It doesn't even need to be a good team. It just has to have enough tact. Like you're so out actioned. Yeah. Yeah. If he yeah, at least like, depends. if he at least like a second target or something, but yeah, he's he's gonna get out actioned. Yep. Um, I definitely think that there are polls which make it correct to play full point Superman, even if he's we, not incredible. But we said that if if you, nothing else is good in the team, your third team can be just exactly. two seventy five <laughs> Superman and nothing else. Yeah, like just play twenty five point down and say you have to kill Superman. Yeah, that um, sounds right. Yeah, but those are the two events that I played in. Then I. The, the trip was mostly a vacation for me and my girlfriend. Um, it was click second. Um, but big grats to everybody else that won. I think three of the four events were won by Phoenix Nest. So do you know how the like overall point system worked? Or Chad, who judged? No I idea. <laughs> I can't help you there. Okay. Just because um, there was the whole, like, Maddie won, no wait, PJ won. But PJ, like, didn't play in one of the events. So... And- that they was them. That was them trying to do napkin back of the napkin math. Sure. Like, yeah, like, just like, like, did he win? Did he win? Did he win? We're like, um, we can't really calculate that at this exact second. Well, tell us if he won. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, just um, hearing the placements and the fact that PJ didn't play in the Silver Age, it makes it or sound, the casual. Yeah, or the casual, and Maddie won the casual and played it and came second in the Silver Age. Yep. Even though PJ won in the, uh, the team sealed. And top forward, the other one um, makes it sound to me like Maddie should have had more points, but I don't actually. Well, and I'm points. guessing I'm guessing also. 300 modern had 300 modern and team sealed had higher weighted. Team points. sealed must have been worth a lot. 
and winning obviously the the highest weighted that has to be because he only won by like one point. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely close. Anyway, um, it seems like yeah. it's interesting to do a like winner of the whole event from four different tournaments. That's kind of cool. Yep. And then if anybody goes and watches, I know Clicksonet has uh, the banquet up. The recording of the banquet. Uh, David Newmark did say he is planning on making this a yearly event. Well, we'll see if next year uh, JRI can make the trip down. Yep. And it's Florida, so it's a little far for us, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Florida well, weather. The flights sucks. aren't actually that bad. I think it was like 300 US round trip. I know okay. I'm going to be flying for, uh, the next time because me and my girlfriend drove. Where and the from? drive uh, Pittsburgh, so it was like a 14-hour okay. drive. That's yeah. such a that's such an American <laughs> thing to do. Well, we don't have to fly. It's only you know 20 hours. Well, we didn't want to pay for flights, and we hadn't seen each other since like November. So like the long like road trip would have been nice. Yeah, the cool. drive back was the rough part because <laughs> we did the ride the drive back all in one day. Oh, that's yeah, that's long. And then I had to wake up at like six o'clock to get her to the train station. <laughs> I was dead the next day yeah but wow. i'm excited to see um also another fun thing that happened was the drunken hero clicks happened at the, ba- the banquet um four or eight players were were chosen one from each table to play drunken battle royales um where you take a shot when a character dies a crit hit happens a crit miss happens or pj told you to take a shot <laughs> <laughs> It was um, rough. People it was. did not function the next day nope. like rough. Um, it came what down. Night to, was the banquet? That was Friday night, right after Modern. Okay, so at least you only had to play Team Sail the next day. Correct. Um, Didn't Lucas win both? Yes, Drunk it was. And so, like I like I said to to Richard Leo, apparently if you come in hungover, you'll win a Team Sail. <laughs> so, um, the when it. After, in your Battle Royale, when it got down to the last two, you tracked where all of your figures were, and both Battle Royale tables then merged into one. <laughs> oh, and no. And carried over the, da- like, carried over the figures. The last they table... on the same map, I assume? Um, I think it actually moved to a different map, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, what, if your, what if your figure was suddenly in blocking terrain? <laughs> Well, it every it reset. It went everybody went back to the starting area. Oh, okay. Just kept damage. Yeah. And the the final four was Lucas, Tommy, Charles Garst, and Richard Medina. And immediately Richard tapped out when he saw that Lucas and Tommy both had their entire forces left on top click. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, and uh, I was sitting next to them, kind of um, just monitoring everything because Scott and PJ were were doing other stuff. And, uh, yeah, they were really drunk. <laughs> they changed the rules for the, the the Final Four to, it was now every time two figures died, you took a drink. Because otherwise people would have died. Yeah, and Elemental Converter happened. <laughs> it was at the beginning of every wow. one of uh, Player One's turn, it shrunk the map. Until it eventually got right to the middle, and it's like every turn somebody's taking damage. <laughs> That was a lot of fun, but the winner of that got put into the last spot of the Battle Royale for the Master Mold, which Tommy Lytle won. It was, so it, was three, it was three fellowships, um, one from each event, and then the winner of the Drunken Hero books. 
Which reminds me, people, when you get your master mold, make sure the dial is correct. Oh, because the, the factory dial and the, the yeah. main dial were swapped? Like, the stickers are correct, it's just the factory dial is where the combat dial should be, and the combat dial is where the factory dial should be. Yep. They're the same size, so you can just swap them. Uh, if you can get them apart. Like, I don't know how to yeah. take that base apart, That's like, without, without damaging it. Like, very easily, you're right, you could swap them, I just... I don't. I personally don't know how, and I know that me, should I try to take it apart, there's a 98% chance that I will break it. <laughs> Just break the and whole thing. And I don't have a mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one of those hero clicks players that like. Yeah, 90% of my collection off. is in six pieces. Um. Yeah, I mean, you could play a team of that and Floras that are obviously broken and yep. Galactus that's broken. Right, off Galactus popped off. And you have to have the XXS uh, Cyclops that's always broken. Yep. Both of them. And Wolverine. Both of their I-beams <laughs> are broken. It doesn't matter which one. The the claw marks on Wolverine from XXS always broke off, too. Yep. He looked better without them, though, honestly. They were they were a weird sculpt decision. You're a weird sculpt decision. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so big, uh, big congrats to all the winners, Tyler, for winning 300 Modern with uh, Maggot. With lots That's of it. Maggots. <laughs> it's funny, because I was talking to him uh, after the tournament that he came second to Chad in, um, and he was saying that he didn't know if he'd play Animals again because he kept running into Lord Doom. And then for Clicks Cup, he played Animals and added another Maggot. <laughs> So, like, made himself harder to, uh, to face Lord Doom. Well, not sure how when he played against me, he was playing three maggots as well. But what uh, I can say, what I can say is, Lord Doom is not the choice against him. Forearm Doom is probably yeah. And I'm gonna say this, and people are gonna argue with me, but Doom, the 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 robot, is better. 99 percent of the time. It depends how many things you have that can get poisoned, I guess. Because Lord Doom kills the poison as well. Yeah, I agree. I I still actually think Lord Doom is the, the better choice in that. If you... One, if you... Like, the, the Latveria teams that are like, I have nine figures, Lord Doom doesn't do anything for you in that, that instance. Um, but yeah, stopping the poison is actually the big thing, especially in this meta. Like, this meta is such low clicks, no reducers... Yeah, it turns out multiple maggots are pretty good against flashes. Yeah. Flashes, Molecule Man. Um, yeah, yeah, but obviously both uh, Lord Doom and All Caps Doom are very good against the team. Yes. Yep. It, I think it does. It probably depends what the rest of the makeup of your team is. But Yeah, if, uh, you're, go if you're going higher theme, Forearm Doom is probably the better call. Yeah, if you're doing Double Doom, like... You probably only have, like, four or five figures anyway. So, Lord Doom is a good call. But hey, in that case, both. you can do both of them. So, it's like <laughs> insult to injury right there. They kill one, and you're like, okay, you still can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah, so... Now, there are maps where Lord Doom is just the better choice. Because it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to go through all of your barrier and that blocking and that over there and <laughs> everything else, too. Any particular takeaways from judging, Chad? Not really. Other than Silver Age is really just basically modern. 
with a sprinkling yeah. of older stuff. I mean, there was an extra ban list for this event, right? Um, uh, it, was only, it was only Goblin King. Only yeah, Goblin King, but you ID could cards. only play one one Retaliator, two ID cards. Okay. I knew there was some sort of build restriction or ban list, but I didn't know what it was. But even with that, like, one person played Mangog. Wow. That's it. There I were don't, I don't barely understand. any Surters, like, at all. That's surprising. Apparently there wasn't much idea as far as ID cards either. Yeah, not a lot of people played ID cards which to me was strange because even if you don't plan on using an ID card, it's five unkillable points. Yeah. Yeah, that seems pretty strictly incorrect to me, but maybe not. Um, from what? judging, Chad, um, with the new rules, were there a lot of like random judge questions that were pretty obvious or... So I mean, I'm gonna 99% say this. of judge questions are obvious. Yeah, just for, for this event, I definitely have to say a majority of judge questions were really just things people were like, they might not have been 100% on, but it was really just like, I don't want it to work this way. Or like, I need clarification. Like, I think it works this way. Can you just confirm for me? There weren't even I mean, those. It was really just, I don't want it to work this way. Like, oh. <laughs> if, if, that's, if that's what you're saying, you can just call George out by name. That's fine. <laughs> but it was it was it was I don't I don't want it to work this way or it was like both people are like huh I don't know if it changed the new rules. Yeah. That's the thing not that much actually changed. No, it really didn't. There's there's not a lot of t- changes in it. Um I was very Mainly surprised the that power changes. There were there were no like uh there were no what do you call it perplex questions. I was expecting somebody to be like, well, he perplexes damage. Well, he can't perplex. No, there's no perplexing damage questions. That's good. Like, it was all just really simple stuff. And I expected some really weird interactions in Silver Age, but there really wasn't anything. The biggest thing in Silver Age is, like, we had to look up vehicle rules again because we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, because those aren't in the new comp? Uh, they're in the new comp, yeah. It's just oh. we had to actually look it up because everybody's like, oh, somebody's <laughs> playing a vehicle? What is this nonsense? Was it a vehicle piloted by Danger Magneto? No, it was it was uh, overdrive. Oh, okay. And charged up. Uh, I heard that the uh, the master on battle royale was uh, with slosh. Yeah, uh, yeah. The master on battle yeah. royale was was. That, that Superman sounds like a nightmare. And the drunken hero clicks was with Nick Fury and the Agents of Shield. Oh, wow, no. those are some sets. Uh, Kenny Minx pulled balls of fury, and I think he immediately got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite thing with, like, the Slosh Battle Royal is, like, people don't realize that it doesn't matter how crappy the figure is, it probably cost over 100 points. So, I, <laughs> Tommy, honestly, I'm pretty sure Tommy won just because somebody didn't realize how many points a character was. So they, like, tried to AOE and take down a bunch of stuff instead of just that one figure. Yeah. And that one figure would have, have ruled the game, basically. What did he have? Uh, the figure was, I don't even know who it was. I think it was Colossal Lad or something like that. Colossal Boy? That's it? No, that that was the figure that made the difference, because he was worth so many points compared to what it, he had he'd done instead. Oh, okay. It was simply the fact that, like, they are like, yeah, he's worth, like, 150 points or something like that. And they're like, what? How is he worth so much? I know they, uh, for the Drunken Hero Clicks, they originally wanted to play with Indie Clicks, but they couldn't find enough of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense. 
that they couldn't get it. Um, but yeah, Clicks Cup was a, a, a really well-run event, and I will happily go back next time. Was there anything that wasn't perfect aside from Chad uh, having a position of power? Uh, no. I honestly have, like, no complaints, even Chad. Well, I mean, the fact that it was in Florida is not ideal. But working yeah, but, like, if you're going just for clicks where you don't have to leave the hotel, you don't have to so much worry about at least, like, the Florida weather, which was my big complaint about the trip. Oh, I mean... Just that just... it was in summer in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Oh, It I made just the meant... vacation very difficult. I just meant being in Florida on principle. Oh, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I've got I gotta be the first one to say that Florida is just awful. And I have to go, like, every year because my in-laws live there, and it's... It's yeah. just awful. And I might have, like, some, some blinders on, because this was my first vacation in, like, ten years. And everybody everybody keeps talking about, like, oh, my God, Florida in summer. Let me tell you, I usually go in December, and it's just as awful. Like, like it does That's... not get less awful. <laughs> if it was just less humid, I would be – like, I got back to Pittsburgh, and I'm like, oh, the temperature's, like, the same, but I don't want to die. Yeah, don't don't come to Toronto in the summer. It gets very humid. I don't want to go to Toronto for anything other than the Hockey Hall of Fame. What are you talking about, eh? That's a nice city. I mean... Don't diss our city. It's, <laughs> it's kind... I mean, it's basically discount New York, so... That's don't certain. basically all Canadians live in Toronto, like... They either live in Toronto or, like, More than Alberta. a tenth of our population, yes. You've got, like, the, you've got the yeah. population of Rhode Island, like... If if you remove Toronto, basically, you're either in like Toronto or you're in like Western Canada. Well, uh, Montreal is pretty big too. That's fair. Yeah, there's two cities, and then you're a farmer, or you live in the (laughs) North Pole. Yeah, I mean the three biggest cities in Canada are Toronto, Montreal, and and I need to make it clear just so that everybody knows we're not trying to insult the moose. The moose are our friend, uh, (laughs) and they are the true Canadians. If you got a problem with Canadian mooses, you got a problem with me, and I would suggest you let that one marinate. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines from Letterkenny. <laughs> Even though he's talking about the Canadian gooses. All right, um, so we've briefly gone over um, casual, which, I mean, I'm sure it was fun, but doesn't really have any takeaways. <laughs> um, and Team Sealed, which sounded great. Yeah. Uh we're going to look in modern in quite a bit of detail, but we should probably talk about silver a little bit first. It was a really weird setup, obviously. Like, it was 400 points, and there was some build restrictions. So this does not necessarily look like what actual silver t- age tournaments will look like if those ever happen. But it still might be interesting. Even with I mean, that, most silver teams were, were just, just modern teams. Modern teams. And with that, they were a 300-point team that we had already seen. That, like, added a couple figures. Like, that was a lot of, like, the people, like, at least, like, some of the nesters. Like, their their game plan for it was, we're flying, pack light, just play your 300 modern team with 100 points added. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just the nesters. It was just kind of a, a trend. Right. Like, there were some weird stuff. There were some people playing some older figures. But for the most part, it was like, nope, we're just going to do this thing. And I, I don't think it was a bad plan. I don't think it nope. was a wrong idea at all. Bronze frequently looks like modern, from what I've heard. So it really seems well, yeah, like modern, modern but with just... the old modern with ID cards and resources. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Which just and this sounds modern like a hot with some retaliators and ID cards. <laughs> um, 
the finals was literally the same team. Yeah, yeah. it was Maddie versus West match, piece for piece. And here. it was they scored points and tied and had to roll off. Yep. What a, what a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maddie and West, if I remember correctly, played the same team as each other, I think, in every event. At least Modern and... Uh, and Silver. Silver. If they I mean, got I'm, the same I'm, exact I'm, team in Team Seal, that'd be pretty that'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Having to say it, I will. Their Silver Aged game was literally the most boring thing I've ever watched. And Mr. West Summers took over 20 minutes to realize he was winning the game when he had been winning the game since turn two. <laughs> Sounds like fun game. I was at Islands of Adventure at that point, so I would not. Just I when I saw it, it was a roll-off, I assumed it was a 0-0, zero, zero, you know, we're playing the same team, whatever, let's just roll off. And then somebody in the comments was like, 115-115. And I was like, oh. No, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Maddie straight up, straight up, like, metagamed Wes. Like, Wes had the choice of using his Flash to kill Nathaniel Richards or Molecule Man. And Maddie's like, no, you have to kill, you have to kill Nathan because of this and this and this and this. And, like... Wes took the bait. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and then Maddie like just super barriered and it's like, well, that's a thing that happened. Was there, was there any constructed uh like final table that didn't have at least one champ figure? Like I don't like what, the flashes for silver, flashes and maggots for modern. I mean, probably not team sealed. But uh I was going to say, if somebody had Lex at the final table... Yeah, I mean, it could have been. <laughs> it could have happened. Um, and then and then no on casual, I think? I mean, let's really face oh, it. Oh, no, it was on... Flash was on casual, because Maddie played Flash. The biggest loser of the event was Hawks Juggernaut. Because his own creator poo-pooed him. Tyler yeah, keeps I wanting other Tyler, people to like, play uh, Juggernaut and... Not playing him himself. But it is hard to justify playing really high point figures nowadays. <laughs> There's just so many good 30 point figures that yep. playing an over 100 point figure, difficult to justify. But I mean, it's just a requirement. Like, I mean, if you want to get swarmed to death, have as far as I'm concerned. I think at least Isaac played Lex. It was on the sideline, but I think he at least played him. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, with Jason Wingard? Yeah. yeah. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Tyler's wins do not count if they are not using that juggernaut. <laughs> he has to play juggernaut. Yeah. Mandatory. Until he wins like uh, a major event with that juggernaut, uh, none of his wins count. So I'll I'll give him a little bit of leeway if he doesn't play juggernaut after rise and fall, then we can give him shit. Wait, does it count if he plays juggernaut but swaps it out for something else every game? Sure. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's on his main force, uh, I would be yep. okay with it. I would not be happy with it, but I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's okay. It's at least yeah. you, you devoted a spot to it. The thing about um, Juggernaut is that, and figures of that point value, including like Emperor Vulcan and stuff, is that uh, WizKids has reduced the points on like low point figures that don't yep. have tons of clicks and stuff, but doesn't seem to have done the same for really high point figures. <laughs> so, you know, you yeah, have they didn't go the other way. Of, you have more points with more clicks. Yeah, they I mean, like 
to match up in efficiency to some of these low point figures, Emperor Vulcan yep. would have to be like 140 or something. And yeah, I mean, for, for Emperor <laughs> Vulcan, I could have played three Sky Tyrants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And equipped all three of them. <laughs> well, let's all be honest, too. Sky Tyrant is just terrible. I mean, I can't believe they would make such a crappy figure. He was yeah. the uh, on the second most teams in the event after Flash. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk a bit about uh, sure. about modern. Um, so I spent my day yesterday doing something incredibly productive, which is manually entering every figure that was played in the top 32 of the event into a uh, Google Sheets spreadsheet. Um, I did this mostly because. I really wanted to know what the average point value of a figure that was played in the event was. <laughs> and there was no other way to figure that out. But while I was figuring that out, I figured I might as well come up with some more stats. So I did figures and maps and other game elements um, just to figure out what was played the most and you know differences between how many were played in the top 32 and how many of them actually won and that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to put the spreadsheet in the show notes. Uh, it only has 28 teams included because I don't know what the last four builds were. They weren't in the build dump that uh, got posted. Um, so it isn't totally accurate. And who knows, maybe I made some input mistakes as well. So it's probably not totally accurate, but uh, it's the best I could do. And it should give us some interesting stuff. So the Wait, question hold on, I, hold on. I don't know if this is a point you're making, but there's 76 figures, whatever, on this list. 77. Uh, 76. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And only six of them are a hundred or more. Yes. <laughs> that says a lot. About yeah, seventy-six unique figures were played. Um, only yeah, only six of them were a hundred or more. Of those, wow. only one of them was played more than once, and it's because there were multiple of the, sorry, two of them were played more than once, and there were multiple on the same team. <laughs> so it was the double null, and who was the other and one? And double black widow. Okay. Hundred. So the answer to my main question and reason I did this of average points per figure is 38. The average figure that was played in this event was 38 points, which is so I didn't make one of these spreadsheets for older tournaments or anything for like, you know, tournaments from years past or something. But it's hard for me to imagine that it wouldn't have been like 60 or 70 a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's that's an insane statistic. And but I don't, I don't, it's not like an upsetting statistic to me at all. Like, no, that's, not that's, necessarily. Yeah, it's just good. interesting that it's changed so much. And this isn't like retaliators that are 20 points only, right? Like, yeah, these are like full on figures. Exactly. Before the Superman robots off top of my head. Yeah, so the Superman robots skew it probably. So <laughs> if you removed some of those, uh, there were 12 total Superman robots in the top 32, which uh, skewed wow. a little bit downwards. On but, three different teams? Yeah. <laughs> the average team that played a, a Superman, a robot Superman, played four of them. There was one, <laughs> PJ's uh, top four team played four. And then two of there were two in the top 32. One of them played five and one of them played three. So what you're saying is that a lot of this comes down to people, teammates play the exact same team. Uh, a lot of, I, I don't actually know that the people who played a bunch of Superman robots were Phoenix nesters. They may Brian, have Brian and PJ both played. Um, okay. I'm not sure that the third person was. Not, okay, notwithstanding all that, there's a lot of people playing the same team. Yeah, yeah so the scientist team that Maddie and Wes and somebody else in the top 16, Tommy? Tommy also played a okay. variation and, of it. 
Yeah, it, like it wasn't exactly the same team, but it was very similar. Um, so well, what is the what exactly is that for team? A lot of things. Um, uh, so that's two flashes, Mister Oz, um, two high evolutionaries, Molecule Man, Prime Giganta, and Clarefin, Valeria Richards, Valeria Richards. Yeah, that's right. That sounds fine. Yeah. It's pretty similar to a team that you built, Jay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously. Many of doom. But uh, yeah, it turns no, out both like, scientist figures is good. It's a plus 10 or something. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of figures. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I could nitpick some of the figures, but... Yeah, so I'm just going to go over um, some particularly interesting stats, uh, one of which is how many flashes were played in the event. So obviously those teams were responsible for a few of the flashes, but 32% of teams in the top 32 contained a flash. And also every team that played a flash played two flashes. So 32% of teams contained two flashes. <laughs> I, well, I don't see any reason to not ever play two. Like, you have no, to I take two either. flashes. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you take the TK one after your charge? I'm a little surprised nobody played all three. Because I do think that the Outwit one is pretty good. But it it is, but there's just so much good stuff. Yeah, like. that's true. Like, are you playing it over a high evolutionary that's 10 more points? <laughs> like, I did. I did play it, and it was quite good, especially with enhancement with high evolutionary or whatever. But it's just, it's an environment where everything is insane. So I think, and this is my opinion, with Fulcum coming, and he will be on teams, he will be played, uh, I think you will see an increase in the play of that Flash, because there's not a lot of stealth busting. True. Yeah, I agree. Get rid of stealth with it. Yeah. yeah, and Fulcum, like, people are like, well, what's it going to hide in? Anything. Like, there's, there there's a lot, a lot of, of... With a lot of hindering. <laughs> yeah, and High there's a lot of hindering where it's four squares right next to each other where it can just stand in that hindering, and it's like, you can't see me, I'm a giant robot behind Did this tree. Did you just tree. say High Evolutionary has free smoke cloud? No, Molecule Man. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can easily put him with somebody that can make your own smoke. Um, yeah, and like you guys said, there's a ton of maps with a ton of hindering. Uh, that was actually my main question of the breakdown was what was the most, what were the most commonly played maps? Yeah, so we can look at that. So this does not look like what it would have looked like a year ago, where I would have expected Ancient Hold to be the most played by a lot. Um, it turns out that a lot of the current teams don't love Ancient Hold. Um, so the most played is the WWE Arena. Uh, on a whopping 39% of build sheets. Wow. Really? The second most played is the negative zone on 29% of build that sheets. That one makes sense. The third I mean, most is Glengrove Cemetery on 25% of build sheets. Hmm. I mean, huh. indoor naked map, outdoor naked map, mm -hmm. and then negative zone, which is just screw everybody map. It's like, I have negative zone, I have barrier, you don't, la 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 la. If you have Molecule Man, negative zone just becomes ridiculous. Uh-huh. It, it kind of says something when the most played and arguably the most, this should not have been printed, or in this case reprinted map, is not a rock map. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and really, um, interestingly, as far as the top four teams go... Um, there was like very, very little map variation. 
there were three copies of Glengrove Cemetery, two copies of WWE Indoor, two copies of Negative Zone, two copies of Mount Olympus, and then another World, world Castle, a Data Mine, and a Paradise Island. I still think Data Mine is the most oppressive map. Just most peop- most teams don't want to play on it right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, impressive. I was thinking about it. I should be playing this map on principle, but I just, there's, well, I don't know what wants to actually play on it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so oppressive that you're really just taking it to punish your opponent, and you're also punishing yourself at the same time. I guess, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just a matter of what actually would want Was that it on map. Esbrook's build? I feel like Esbrook. Probably. Like I feel like legit, if you're playing Voyager, it's probably the best map to play. Probably. No, Esbrook didn't play it. He just played Ancient Hold and Otherworld Castle and Latvarian Village with the Latvarian Village uh, uh, location thing. What's that called? Um, yeah, so then after that, uh, Mount Olympus was played a lot, um, which is kind of interesting. I hadn't really looked at that map much. Hmm. I still will not look at that map because while I appreciate that like it is a heavy duty map, they did a really good job with it and everything. I'm not hauling around those tiles. Yeah. It's an outdoor four by four with blocking in the middle. Blocking elevated in the middle. Yeah. It's one of the it's the only outdoor four by four, I think. For modern that sounds right. Like I'm, it's a good map. It's a well-designed map. It's just, it's heavy. Like those those tiles are are literally physically be. heavy. Yes, yeah, it <laughs> is. Oh. It, they they uh they made a very sturdy, very sturdy map, which is very nice, but uh, it makes it hard to bring. Yeah, uh, Phoenix S is a three by four, so almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then Latvarian Village, mostly for the map bonus, but there was one team that put it on without the map bonus, um, and Ancient Hold are the next up. Ancient Hold was still on four builds, so. There's a lot, looks like a lot of maps only one person played. Yeah, there were quite a few. I know, my my maps were Negative Zone, Otherworld Castle, and Data Mine. Nice. So wait, so fourteen. Yeah, I mean, sure I so so fourteen here. maps were completely unique. That's interesting. And there was only twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven uh, unique maps, and yeah. not everybody put three maps on their build sheet. So uh, I this will I'm not, not add have, up to the number of players times three. <laughs> I'm not going to have this argument with Chad specifically, but I just I don't understand. <laughs> I will say that like Otherworld Castle is probably it. It has the pinch potential to just be the most oppressive map ever because if your team like all flies if your opponent doesn't have improved move at elevation you can't lose it's very hard yeah that, so that. otherworld castle is the reason that i am like i'm gonna try to build with tyler's juggernaut i put him in my i put him in my team builder i'm like otherworld castle and immediately delete him <laughs> You just can't charge anything, ever. Like, legit. It's one of those things. Otherworld Castle, that... it Anybody who doesn't fly is just shut down. Hmm. Suck it, Flash. I know, right? Yeah, it I, like saw, I are... saw games where Flash was playing on that, and it's like, even charging twice, I can't make it to you. Like, 
there's no point. Is there not a way to get flight? I feel like there has to be a way to get flight. Beetlepod is not Gets flight? Little. No, they're, all the flight ops are gone. No, uh, Silver Surfer board? Does that oh, Silver flight? Surfer board and the Wonder Woman armor. Hmm. I mean, they're probably not worth playing just for flight, but they do exist. No, yeah. I just, what are you talking about? Have... Juggernaut can get to hypersonic speed that he can then give himself an action token. <laughs> Oh, Galactic! Doesn't uh, Harold Dial go flight? For what it's yeah, running? it gives a range five. It gives phasing on top dial. What? That's stupid. Okay. Yeah. So it's, if you want to see that, I would kind of rather be given leap climb than phasing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the case back then. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, so what's WWE is basically no terrain, negative zone is terrain, Glengrove is none. No, Glengrove like, is terrain, right? That's the pretty heavy. I mean, it's hindering, but not like, a, not like, like no blocking. blocking elevated. Yeah, that's right. True. Nothing to block movement. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So everything's either nothing looks like or, or just or oppressive to move through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. Yeah. So if you want to see the full breakdown of maps, you can look at the show notes, but we've talked about the ones that were especially relevant. Um, other game elements. There was a lot of WWE ring, more than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just good filler. So at the end of the day, it's just a quarter it, uh, of the teams played it. It frees up like the center spots in negative zone. I mean, I like WWE ring exactly for that reason. Like, I, I called it earlier today. It's 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 a five point magic eraser. Yeah, and then, and if you have pick a power, and then it's just you know. Yeah, really good. Like if you're playing like Nathaniel Richards, because you get like the WWE attack powers like slam and stun. Yeah, that, that yeah, slam is a close. So you can give Flash a second uh, attack that's not uh, vanilla. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Uh, looks like then Power Gem was the next, or no? Yeah, it's not surprising. Yep. So talking about that, do we think they're going to update WWE powers to make more of them passive as well? I feel like it's coming. I mean, they they at least should, like, on principle, update it so that, like, charge and stuff isn't different. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's... I do hope whenever Wave 2 releases, you know, <laughs> ever, um, that the new pack has some new... some more powers... Like, maybe with some potential defense and damage powers, I think would be interesting. Because we only got movement and attack powers. Okay, so only... Wait, so only one... Only one zero ring? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I was surprised at that. Zero ring fell out of favor. Even though... I would have thought it would be played with Scarab. Right, that's like... Wow, really? But it wasn't, (laughs) apparently. Wait. So, So, I mean... It's kind of a twofold thing. Like, there's other things that people are probably going to play instead of Zero Ring, but also, in general, there were a significant amount of teams that didn't have any objects because of yep. Scarab. Yep. I mean, yeah, Scarab Flash can get them pretty easily. Like, Flash can basically be completely safe, or if it's on a ladder, he can just move up, and then you can't do anything to him. So. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. I wouldn't want to play equipment right now. 
Yeah. Um, emotional modifier. Only on two teams, but it seemed really strong. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're going like, first, it is extremely strong. But if you're not going first, you probably lost your modifier. Yeah. So I'm also confused. It, it says only one Latverian village. Is that the only one person paid for it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I only included it if somebody paid for it. If it was free, I just assumed that you would include it because it was free. If you're playing for the village, you're playing the wrong team. <laughs> so that's not necessarily a, true. So two Harold dials, I'm guessing they were both on the robot teams? I believe so. <laughs> one of them was definitely PJ. I yeah. can't remember for sure that the other one was also a robot team, but I imagine so. So wait, so how many power? There's only uh, four power gems, four I power guess. Gems. That's, uh... Yeah. I can't remember who played it in the top four. I think Scott. Probably Scott. Probably. So he was playing a Sky Tyrant, if I remember correctly. Yeah. That checks out. Reed's location. Yeah, that was uh, Dustin unstable, Peters, I believe. Unstable molecules. Mm-hmm. Well, which also doesn't... I mean, yes, all, I mean, I doubt there were Fantastic Four themes. But... I was really surprised to see Alchemical Fire, but it was there. That's... So that's been seeing more play because it's real one. It's really good with scarabs on like a monster team. Yeah, um, that is where we most. And it's it, I think. really good on Batman. Oh yeah. Because if you give if you have like three of the four options, all work with Batman. Mm. True. It's like I'll Wait, mind control this... you, give you the fire token. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I'll mind control your whole team. Now they all have minus two attack. Oh, so Scarab with the uh, after resolutions deal one damage to each character Jason to hit targets. That can really make up for Scarab's damage output. Same with if you get if you have the fire token, like yeah. just give them the fire token. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, I can see that. That's interesting. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see one copy of Incandescence, but not ultra. I'm actually curious where that was played. Yeah, me too. I knew when I put it in, but I have forgotten. It was it was not a top 16 team, so right. that narrows it down a bit. I'll look as we continue. <laughs> uh, it was fairly late. Yeah. Not with... It was not with um, Gardner. Nobody is playing Gardner. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because he, he, I mean, I would be assuming that you're not going to get the extra click Yeah, that's the all problem. the time, so that does hurt a lot, so... Oh, here it is. Um, Zach Coffey played it on a Batman, Richter, High Evolutionary, uh, Ultra Humanite, Sky Tyrant, Commissioner, Maggot, Mr. Oz team. I guess what additional game element? Incandescence. Oh, okay. I guess it went on Batman would be my guess. That doesn't make any sense. He can't... He can't uh, energy explosion. No. I, I don't know. Maybe it went on someone else. I, I, I mean, I'd probably put it on High Evolutionary. Target. When are yeah. people gonna? I wonder. I want to see people playing uh, lightning on uh, Sky Tyrant. They should be doing that because you can uh, multi because it works with multi-target close. So people should be doing that. Oh, that's the extra damage if you multi-target one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. then again, it doesn't. Yeah, work. but are you getting more damage out of it than the power drop? At that point? No, no, it's you're not. And you also you can't you lose with the plus it. one attack, and you can't. But it, it depends on the team. Most teams right now, three damage is enough to kill a figure. True. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need the power gem, and if you can just do extra damage to everybody, then. Yeah, I mean it does True, different but stuff. If, like if, could... 
Yeah, that's fair. It's also half the cost. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to be double equipping a Sky Tyrant, but that could happen. <laughs> With two rings. Well, I don't know it, why that, that line of text is even on those rings. Nobody's going to do it. It's so many actions. <laughs> If you could equip them both with one action, that would be perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a character with willpower and leadership on your team, like it's reasonable to think that you could get it. But you think that you're going to have time on it after turn one? No, you're not. You're really not. <laughs> you are. The not. game is so alpha strikey right now. Like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's playing a, a TK Flash and an Oz, like what what isn't going to be in your face on turn two? Yeah, you can put like anything across the map with those two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could move across the map. You want your uh, high evolutionary map across the map? Yeah, sure. Yep, there he goes. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Set him across so that they want to, you know, they have to double tap him and he's hard to kill, and then Dark Phoenix. So, yeah, really I'm Look, they only have to double tap him if they're not a Superman. I felt that was probably one of like I played against PJ and he he shot me with a Superman robot. He's like, I'm just gonna roll the nine. And he and he did it, and I'm like, my high evolutionary just dies. What does Superman do to the Justice that? Lords? It's the same as the death trait. Uh, you take one unavoidable after the attack, but if you oh, didn't get killed, yeah, yeah, yeah. you heal back. Yeah, so just like, oh, f your stop click. <laughs> yeah, I know PJ said so in the article, but yeah, Superman robot is like ludicrous. Yep. Four range Superman really, ally, and he's really good in the mirror against the other robot teams because yeah. the, the danger room constructs can't heal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 11, four and close with sidestep for 10 points. And yep. that's silly. It's... And now, and now the Superman robots can carry each other. I hate that change as well. Yeah. It's, uh... I forgot they flow you too. Yeah. That's Yo. pretty good. Yeah, so let's go back to general figures, and then yeah. maybe we can talk about the top four teams afterwards. But uh, So we've already talked about most played as Flash, and that's across both most copies and most teams. Because <laughs> um, every team played two of them. So Was that 18 copies? It's a stupid... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a stupid 9% of the figures played in the event were Flashes, which is more than the next most by, like, 4%. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's a lot. Um, the second most played figure was Sky Tyrant, um, which is actually only third in number of copies because only one team played two of them, but is second in the number of teams it was on. Um, Sky Tyrant is obviously absurd. There were a few uh, Secret Six teams. Is that the right name? Yep. Okay. Yeah. There were a few Secret Six teams, but there was also just a bunch of Monster and Unthemed that just had Sky Tyrants on them, and they seemed to do pretty well. So... He's he's honestly the best attacker in modern, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinions. It's hard to say that there's another better attacker. It, it is. Flash yeah. is a close second, but it is cheaper. But uh, yeah, Sky Tyrant is pretty absurd. Um, a reasonable number of Sky Tyrants. So inter- something interesting to talk about is copies played versus copies that made top sixteen, top four. Mm-hmm. Um, if we look at Flash, the stats are actually pretty absurd on that. So there were, so in top 32 in total, there were 18 copies of Flash, and 14 of those made the top 16. Jeez. So two, so two of the teams he was on didn't make cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them did. I feel like you're Flash biased. I'm not just gonna 
think the, that loudly. Though. The um, the teams and the event results were flash biased. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Half of the teams in top. Well, when you flash. make a figure like Flash and give them thirty keywords, yeah, can just go on so much stuff and on theme. Why not? And yet he yep. still doesn't have enough keywords. <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> to have enough keywords. Sky Tyrant did pretty well in, uh, on that front as well. There were nine teams total in the top 32 that contained Sky Tyrant, and five of them made top 16, so still over 50%, but not quite the pretty ridiculous yep. <laughs> stat of Flash. Um, High Evolutionary had more, more total copies than Sky Tyrant did, but was on slightly fewer teams because more of them Quite played multiple. multiple. Um, I am taking full credit for that. <laughs> High Evolutionary is really good, it turns out. Um had Ooh, only no. uh, three teams, uh, yeah, only three teams with high evolutionaries on them um, that were in the top 32 didn't make top 16, uh, and no teams that had multiple high evolutionaries on them were in top 32, but not top 16. <laughs> the only thing that Wait, I was sorry, about so high. were there more teams that had two or one? Uh, more teams that had one. Yeah, I mean, well, I there were like two, two or three it's... teams with two, and the rest only had one. It's not diminishing returns, it's just, like, it's just another good figure. Like, you, you might just be better off playing a differently good figure. And also... Well, like, it seems like the ones that had two did well, in general. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's wrong, I just... With the sheer number of options, I mean, when you're talking about Latveria... And probably... obviously all of this is pretty small sample size, and partially based on skill of player and stuff, but... Yep. So. I mean... I think the there was only... a good spread of good players. Like, obviously, yeah, not everybody made it. There but... was a lot of really good players there for sure. Yep. Only thing I would I would want to change about High Evolutionary is give him flight. <laughs> him yes, not flying that. sucks. The first time that I faced High Evolutionary, I was just playing a game against Jay and shot him with a Cyclops Sentinel. And was like, then I'll do the one penetrating, and Jay was like, yeah, that's invincible. I was like, ah. Okay, oh, cool. I see. I'll just uh, I'll just not kill him then. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, next most played was Molecule Man. Uh, same number of teams as High Evolutionary, but obviously you literally can't play multiples, so uh, yep. there weren't. Uh, both of them were on 25% of the teams in the event. Um, a little bit more balanced in terms of how well the teams that Molecule Man was on did. Molecule Man also goes on more teams. Like he just yeah. like he's in instant play on anything. Like. Yeah, I mean, Scientist, Cosma, or Latveria, unthemed, yeah. that's. Most... If he has a keyword you're playing, you should be playing him. If yeah. you're not playing themed, you you're should playing be playing him. him. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, because he just, like, he barriers up, and he gets rid of opposing barrier, and he has outwit, and he can triple target in cap if you need him to. Like, he just does so much. Uh, he, and he honestly, flies. In my opinion, he's the best figure in modern. Yeah, no, easily. Yeah, I mean, can't argue. <laughs> so wait, so... He, in order to get a figure above 50 points, you have, it's oh, it's only 10. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's... Many Faces. And that's generally if you played a copy of A Many Faces Doom or Jason Wingard. Uh, and Jason Wingard was... is 10th... <laughs> like, there weren't that many teams that played Jason Wingard. They just played a lot of Jason Wingards. Yeah. Which, and then see, after that, that... That team is... Uh, pretty strong. It yeah. is. It looks Just cool. being able to to Michael move was telling up, me about make it. three yeah, rookies. Like... Rookie is really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, the best twenty-five points of more mm. piece, and then yeah, I mean, it's like if Ironheart was an attacker, like. <laughs> yeah, 
so hold on. So after you, so the, you know, those two seventy fives, and then you have to go all the way to thirtieth to get a character above fifty points. Thirty first. No, thirtieth. There's the header row. Yeah. Um. That's. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Wow. So number five on the list is Dark Phoenix, uh, which is surprising to me only in that nobody played multiples. Really. Which Literally is surprising to me because like I feel you I think she's better in multiples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone across and then they're and then they have to deal with her and then oh no, still yeah. No. She's still on twenty one percent of teams, but I am surprised there were none that played. She like, easily to me is top three best figures. Like she's amazing. Yeah. Her keywords are a little awkward, other than obviously that she can go on Liberia, um, as Chad mentioned when we were chatting earlier. Um, but uh, as just a standalone figure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it also um, will have the X Men stuff, so yeah. I uh, I know there was a round in Modern that I was talking to Scott Crampton, and he's like, "I had no business winning that game, but Dark Phoenix just healed nine clicks." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think he said he had like one figure and Dark Phoenix left on his team, and she healed nine clicks. And I'm like, "What does that even look like?" Is that into her 300-point line? Uh, that If you heal nine clicks, that's the first click of the 300-point line. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's absurd. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever really go above four or five healed, but even then, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. 30 points for 10-range prob. She, um, she is the figure in Modern that can easily take over and win a game. Yeah. You can't ignore a Dark Phoenix. Don't feed the Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people seem to think that if they kill enough stuff on the turn before the Phoenix retaliates, that it's fine to let it retaliate, and they're not correct. No. <laughs> I, I can't remember which tournament it was. Uh, it was uh, like that one that was po- uh, popper, but you could use rares. I can't remember which one. What? Uh, Secret Invasion one. But I remember I was, I was uh, judging that last game, and he was totally winning the game. Because he had a Dark Phoenix healed, but the, his opponent still had more points left than him. So even though Dark Phoenix was like ten healed, he was still going to lose that game. But yeah, I mean, like that's definitely one of the things that you need to remember in the current meta, where everybody is playing extremely short dialed figures and no reducer. Like Invincible is not common in the current. Yeah, meta. I mean, two pen kill splashes like. Mockingbirds on last click. It's 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 that's a lot of stuff. Like when you go to Yellowstone, there's signs to say don't feed the bears. When you go to Xavier School, there's signs to say don't feed the phoenix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, honestly, surprisingly, number six was Wendigo. Um, I that surprises me to see it that high. I mean, I don't think you're gonna see Wendigos in ones very playing. often either. You're gonna see multiple. And, and it's such a huge theme boost. <laughs> I mean, it's such a huge theme boost for Monster. It's just, yeah, it's why true. not? There were only two teams out of the five that played a Wendigo that played more than one. And they really? only played two. It, it, it very much surprises me that that's the case. That's so weird. That's a little mind-boggling there. It's so good. And people, people seem to forget that the click he sits on at 15 points... Even though it doesn't always stop, it's always a stop click. Yep. Also, like that click, so. that click got better with charge <laughs> yeah. flurry exploit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's probably better than the cl- he- clicks he heals onto. 
I, I that click has always been better than until you get him healed really high. That's like in the most best cases, click unless like you really need the battle fury, like. Yeah, interestingly, Wendigo is also the most played figure that there were zeros copies of in top four. Huh. Yep. Because <laughs> Tyler wasn't uh, playing it, yeah. Yeah, sure which was. I think was... Wait, Tyler wasn't playing it and it was Animal, but I think that, like, that was purposeful. I think that I was... Think. Yeah, he discussed it in his video, and I don't yeah. disagree with him. Grodd is probably just better than Wendigo. Definitely on that team. Those Empowers are incredibly important. Yep. Um, But we'll discuss the top four teams in a bit just want to go over some of the figures a little so, more mm-hmm. uh, so wait i just i'm just noticing i'm looking at like the top 10 only one of them is like only one to go is like i wouldn't play those on any random unthemed team like this is just a lot of stuff that could go on any team but it just they all happen to have good themes yeah i mean especially commissioner um Obviously, it's played on all of the Secret Six, but, like, if you're playing an... Un- yeah, exactly. If you're playing an unthemed team, Commissioner is also on that. Like, Yeah, I mean, so Fla- I, I mean I Flash, Tyrant, Evolution, Malcolm, and Dark Phoenix, those are all that area. Nathaniel <laughs> Richards and Mr. Oz make this list entirely off of being played on only the same teams as each other. <laughs> yeah. Really? It was just scientist-themed teams. Yeah. Or maybe Latveria, but I'm pretty sure they were literally all scientist. And they, they all had both. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have Nathaniel on my initial version of the team, but then I switched to uh, Latveria, and he didn't make it, even though he is quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commissioner also... So is this accounting for, like, the Jason Wingard sidelines, or no. is this strictly main I force? I only included main force figures. Um, obviously, like, all of the trouble alerts and troublemakers would be very high on this list if I right. cared about them, but I just assumed that they were there because there's no cost to put them on. So That's fair. But yeah, no. commissioner does not. Yeah, I mean you could you you should do a rookie entry actually. That's all of the yeah. guard teams plus all of the commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> Did rookie basically jump to the top of the Jason Wingard list? Basically, I think. I guess still him and like him and like Lord Gaia. And I mean, PD team ability, running shot. He's a giant. He can carry people with him. You got Batman that Spider Pharaoh giving him enhancement. Batman, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Dual target, seven range, impervious. Impervious is, uh, can matter, Multiple yeah. Dark Phoenixes do not deal well with multiple rookies. <laughs> no. Unless you somehow just miss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that can happen. <laughs> Are people uh, still playing with Spider Pharaoh, whatever? Yes, yeah, uh, that was the... Pharaoh, like, triple Jason Wingard. Huh. That's what um, Dustin and Micah were playing, and then a couple of others, and then Eric Mulheron was playing um, Double Wind Guard, Spider Pharaoh, and Many Faces. Hmm. For a very similar team, but one less Wind Guard. Other than that, things that stand out in the top, like, 20 figures, um, Gigantic Prime. Yep. Is that a surprise? It, it, there were four, so not really, just, well, it's a little bit of a surprise that there weren't more, <laughs> I guess. Um, and out of teams that played Giganta Prime, there were none that played it and did not make top 16, but did make top 32. Wait, why isn't there a top eight uh, column? It's because I 
didn't know which people had made top eight versus top 16. Nobody, nobody actually posted that anywhere. Oh, okay, fair I, enough. I initially intended there to be a top eight column, but I couldn't figure out who was top 16 and who was top eight. So I had to get yeah. off on it. <laughs> so yeah. it looks like the Wendigos, I'm guessing, were on monster teams because of the Scarab Proteus yeah, I, down there. I mean, there was only one animal team team. Hmm. And I don't. And probably no mysticals, because no, I don't think so. I don't well, know. Yeah, I don't know what there you're was any unthemed Wendigos. Now. There may have been, but I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was all it was all monster themed. Yeah, I don't even. I don't know what you'd be playing right now that is mystical. Felix Faust. Yeah, Faust. Oh yeah, I played against Wes in, uh, in a Brad really tournament where he had Faust. Yeah, he's pretty good. It's fair. Faust literally did not show up in the top 32. That yeah. Really which good. is surprising because he's really good <laughs> only two batmans in the top 32 mm-hmm. kind of surprises me a bit two hmm. batmans even though bishop has completely fallen out of favor yep because really? bishop doesn't do anything against sky tyrant bishop's literally not played he literally was not in this top 32 well bishop on the sideline is going to matter soon yeah bishop on yeah, the yeah sideline i mean will it'll change after rise and fall release but for now hmm. uh, um, so we'll so we'll like exodus and stuff yeah Yeah, Um, the biggest and then so then there was the biggest discrepancy between number of copies played and number of teams robot superman Uh, (laughs) there was scarab which was played on three teams one of them played two which was the one that made top 16 and the two that didn't play two were top 32 um the 20 point proteus there were four copies of they did quite well it's a good it's a good piece a lot of barrier Huh. Everybody okay. forgets that his retail actually does damage, too. <laughs> yeah, Emily misread that when she pulled it in the team seal the first time. And then afterwards, I told her that, and she was like, oh, no, wait, I missed all of my retaliations anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were three copies of the Super Rare Green Lantern. Taxi. Yeah. That's interesting. Only at 50? Yeah. Nobody played it at 75. Uh, I think it was Isaac well, except for Ed and, and uh, Team Shield, technically. Yes, it was. I'm pretty sure it was Isaac and um, Colin Bell, and I don't remember who played the third copy, but that was the two top sixteen copies. I guess that gives Jason uh, actual defense power. So that's <laughs> true. Yeah, it could be interesting, but it, not I don't, named. I just don't see it over Chip if you're only playing with fifty. Uh, well, so for Colin Bell, it was because of uh, it was theme and Chip okay. wasn't. It was Justice yeah. League theme. I don't know Isaac's reasoning on it. Hmm. At least I'm pretty sure Isaac was. Well, actually, last time I saw that. Isaac play that sort of team, he did have Chip. So I guess he. I mean, obviously he had a reason. I'm not doubting Isaac. I'll be heresy. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything Billy else? Batsons are a little. Wait. Strong, so where's right? Maggot on the list? Yeah. Then? Uh, right below Billy Batson, actually. <laughs> but let's talk about oh. Billy Batson first, I guess, since now there's as I just mentioned him. So Billy Batson, two teams played him, four copies. Um, the three copy one was Colin Bell's Justice League theme team, that was the uh, shifting focus Wonder Woman Giganta, um, and was just playing it to make sure he hit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last one was on a Batman team of some kind, I believe. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So then. So then right below Billy Batson at number 25, most played on most played teams, not most played figure, uh, 
was Maggot, um, which was played on two teams with a total of four copies. And uh, so if we look at these stats in the top 32, 1.98% of figures played were Maggot. In the top four, 8.11% of figures played were Maggot. So I think that uh, maybe people have been underestimating animals a little bit, <laughs> given that nobody else played it and Tyler won the tournament. Although... Judging by threads that I've seen on Facebook trade pages in the past couple of days, that may no longer be the case soon. <laughs> oh, you mean how everybody's now looking for maggots? And grods, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, like every second post on those trade pages has been, <laughs> I need two maggots and two grods. Help me. Yeah, so it's... I think um, one thing that Tyler figured out was that multiple maggots is much better than one maggot. Uh, yeah. Killing uh, both... Um, flashes and uh, molecule mans in one turn with poison is significantly better than not doing that. Yeah, I think Maggot was was highly underestimated when he first came out, um, even by like myself. And that figures are so strong. I... Five clicks for forty points with super senses the whole dial. Mm. Like, oof. yeah. I wish careful <laughs> players were better at evaluation. It, it nobody's um, good it... at it in any game until they play with the thing. <laughs> Yeah. It, it just constantly shocks me that uh, people have to play stuff that's that good before people realize how good it is. I mean, in like um, in Magic that I play as well, like everybody gets cards, yep. how good cards are wrong before they actually play with them. It's just really hard to evaluate things without actually playing with them. Yeah. I do find that HeroClix players tend to forget about things more frequently. Like yes, those really good figures true. that just don't see play because mm -hmm. they aren't the newest thing. What do you think is like? What do you think is that in this? What the people played like, that they forgot no about? Us, pretty much. Yeah. Um, there, were, there were three total Marvellas. Sorry, two total Marvellas. Um, yeah, but did, Molecule Man basically made Marvella obsolete. Yeah. I mean, I unless you're playing Chase like, Widow is a good example of that. Mm -hmm. Like everybody just forgot that she's still good. Yeah, two of them saw play. <laughs> They did pretty well. I mean, they didn't top 16, but... They were on the same team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're I still mean, really good. Q is interesting because it's not seeing play for a reason, but one of the two copies that did see play top forward, so... And the other one top aided probably off of Isaac. It was Isaac and Scott Crampton were the only two people in the top 32 that played it, I think. Yep. I mean, she doesn't define any given team, but Valeria Von Doom is, is incredible. She okay. always was, regardless of, like, she didn't need that trait to be one of the best support pieces, but... Uh, Interestingly, significantly more Valeria Richards were played than Valeria Von Doom in this tournament. That's really interesting. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of Valeria Richards before seeing oh, that it was really we... good on the one scientist. No, she's good. <laughs> Adam, had her, Adam had Valeria Richards on his uh, that silver winning team. Can we go down to number 55, Harley Quinn? Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, I did put an exclamation mark question up there. Uh, somebody, for some reason, played 25-point Harley Quinn uh, from Wonder Woman. Uh, I what was don't the team? Why. Uh, it was Justice League-themed, I think. That, the that only reason that I could think of to play Harley Quinn was that it's like Justice League-themed Underworld, but then they were also playing... Team well, she doesn't have Justice League. That okay, whatever. It, I, maybe not Justice League themed, but um, they were, it was Harley Quinn, Teen Lantern, and a bunch of other things. But like Green Lantern team ability is just better Underworld. So yeah. I literally that, okay, that doesn't make any. I mean, <laughs> it makes no sense to me. 
I mean, she's so she's. I mean, fifty-fifty super senses, underworld. She gives an att- uh, action token if she misses when she attacks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she has Quake with that. I mean, she's fine, but yeah, if you have Teen Lambs, that makes no sense. Really didn't to me either. Uh, I like the one Uatu that made top 32. Yep. I mean, he's yep. just Literally good for the prob. Huh? I agree. The question is, do you play him over, like, High Evolutionary that's also a low point prob? And also I mean, attacks. High Evolutionary is an attacker. Like, it's, yeah, it's not but also has prob. <laughs> uh... But High Evolutionary can't win by mission points. Oh, here's I mean, another one. Uh, here's another two on this one team. Uh, Strife and Cypher. Same team, unthemed. So, one, House of X common Cypher on an unthemed team is an interesting decision. <laughs> I don't think so. I, th- I mean, he does... Barrier for Plex. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's fine. It's just... To see him on an It's literally the only copy. Like, I mean, he just yeah. covers a lot of stuff for... Yeah, this team was really interesting in general. So, it's Strife which I didn't expect to see any copies of, but... She's the one that gives uh, standard characters mystics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's Strife, Sky Tyrant, Scarab, Commissioner, Valeria Von Doom, Cypher, Dark Phoenix, One Wendigo, and Molecule Man. I don't quite get what Strife is doing there. I don't either, but uh, it made top 32, and they won a lot of games, so... Yeah. There's going to be a team cool. that has a way to deal with retaliation somehow. That uh, uses Strife. Wait, you say yeah. did you did you say Valeria Von Doom? Yes. Oh, I mean that's good synergy then because like yeah they take the Mystics and then and also two recall. barriers so if you're inside nobody's retaliating on you. <laughs> you have Molecule Man and Cipher, like that's like twenty squares of barrier. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's gonna be yeah Strife is uh well that's the thing with Hero Clicks. There's a lot of figures that like when we review them I I, I would say like get it because it's going to matter and then like they just always forget it mm-hmm. oh here's the uh here's the other where the last green lantern was that i forgot ed shelton um yes. who also played two of the justice league starter kit green lantern yes why he really really no likes that figure uh because the figure has running shot rc it like, does and <laughs> three mm-hmm. um and mm. i think has barrier yeah, he also will. Yeah, he has a seven movement running shot with that tray. Okay, yeah, swing at 14, 11, Yeah, four. so this team uh, is um, the super rare Green Lantern, and then two of that other Green Lantern Prime Batman, Billy Batson. That's where the last copy of Billy Batson was, too. Martian Manhunter and two Flashes. Yep. Interesting. Uh, how did he place? Uh, top, top 32, 32, 26th. Oh, I mean, he didn't make the cut. I mean, that, that sounds like two. a team. But, I guess yeah. Once you give that Green Lantern energy shield, lost yeah. to Eric, lost to Eric Mulherin and Matty G. So that's not embarrassing. <laughs> oh. Those are some pretty reasonable players. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, did very well in the tournament. As I, I when we were talking about Uatu, it made me think. One other big thing from the Clicks Cup is we had our first uh, mission point victory in a major. Oh yeah. In the Silver Age event, round one. Uh, Brandon Baron uh, won on mission points with Ares. I mean, mind um, you, that was also 400 points, right? It was, and the team does not work well in 300 points. And so did somebody else as well. Same, same Calder Ness also mission pointed in round one. It, it doesn't work well not in silver either. Right. Well, because yeah, so the, team, the... the team is Ares, oh, yeah. Photon, Moon Dragon, mm-hmm. um, and then Barrier. 
And also the thing that makes you succeed when leadership automatically. And Reign of Terror, yeah. So Ares hits leadership. Photon pulls over the opposing pog. Moondragon buffs the friendly pog. They kill each other. And then you just sit behind barrier. Why? You can do that every time you can. I mean, Moondragon should just be Starter Flash, I think, unless I'm missing something. No. Uh, Starter Flash has attack. Yeah, Moondragon just kills the friendly. For free. I mean, so the Flash point, can also kill your friendly, too. and he's 20 points less. But Flash can get retowed. And also, you have to roll. If you missed, he doesn't kill anything. Yeah. I mean, what? What? I mean, I don't know. I guess. And Moon Dragon's just a good figure. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not you, also, you also then have two characters that are flying taxis that have stop clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, both of those are the ones that have two stop clicks with Mastermind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played both of those when they were modern. But it's like if he if when he gets the first leadership, like it just ramps up very quickly, and you just yeah. What is it? He, he went on lead. turn seven, I seven. think. Yep, it's pretty good. And you're barriering in, so your te- your turns are pretty short. <laughs> yeah, and then what? He also he has a he has it's a four or six leadership. He has Wesley, and then at least one constellation. Yes. Okay, so I found Harley Quinn. Um, it was on Ricky Kirk's team, <laughs> oh. um, who was playing a very strange team of uh, Captain America and the Avengers, Super Rare Spider-Man, the Atom, Teen Lantern, High Evolutionary, Uatu, Prime Wizard, Ultra Humanite, and Harley Quinn. I, he, why wouldn't he just have an equipment with the Wonder Woman team ability? He came the... 17th. He did really well. <laughs> Almost made the cut. I hmm. don't know. Yeah, I guess Harley's probably there for the Wonder Woman team ability, maybe? Yeah, Right, but that should just be the bracelets. I mean, it's the... He's you don't have to equip Harley, I mean... Yeah. No, 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 I'm saying just don't play Harley and then just play the bracelets so Spider-Man can get the... He's equipping the power gem, though. No, okay, give it to somebody else and he wild cards. But you have to equip, I mean... I, just, I can understand doing it. It's it's not. That's fifteen more. The, I mean, obviously he did well enough, but I just feel like that's like Harley 15. is really expensive for that. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I like that Harley game. anyway. It's like I want to miss my attacks. No, I like her too. I just feel like it's if you're talking about fifteen points, it's not nothing. There's a lot nowadays. Anyway, that's a really interesting team. Yeah, for hadn't, sure. Hadn't seen it before. That Spider-Man has some like move full distance and attack thing, right? He can the, incapacitate his free. Uh, yeah, PS4. Oh, I'm thinking of the other Spider-Man, of like an older Spider-Man that could do that. Never mind. You think the one from ABPI that can like Probably. full move charge flurry yeah, or full move leap climb enough. flurry? Yeah. Hey, anyway, that's, this, that makes that's an happy. interesting team. He did really well with it. Almost yeah. scored enough points to, and it's scientist themed. That's why <laughs> it was hardly specific. Yeah. Ah, looking at the list, because she's the one with the team ability that has the keyword. Look, yeah, looking at the list, I think that the Harley Quinn is the only one that I'm absolutely, completely shocked to see, I think. And and Emperor Vulcan. <laughs> Wait, Cyclops and all, that's pretty cool. I guess, uh, Davin, do you, you went to the event and didn't tell me? <laughs> it's always been a good figure, it's just uh, there's more efficient things generally now. Yeah. yeah I guess it's... PJ and Easton have played it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, and then PJ switched to it's Japan right because now. he's cheaper. Yeah. And also, Jim Hammond brings the shield team ability, which is not nothing. No. Just there was only one copy. Uh, I guess another interesting one is Harry Leland. Uh, there was one copy. Scott Crampton played it. He top yep. lord. 
this top four queue is Scott, Crampton, unthemed, right? Yeah, yeah. Scott doesn't okay, play. Let's theme. let's talk about the actual top four teams. Do we want to go top down or bottom up? Uh, I don't really care. Go I guess we were just up. talking about Scott, so we can start with Scott, who was apparently number four. Yeah, bottom um, up. <laughs> all right, so he played. Oh, okay. That's unfortunate. Uh, Chad's going to drop because he has to go to bed because he's an old man. Good day, uh, Chad. Talk to you soon. Later. Bye, Chad. All right. So um, Scott's team was uh, Power Gem and Spin Ring. And then uh, the two flashes that everybody played. <laughs> yep. Marvella, Commissioner, Dark Phoenix, Sky Tyrant, Q, Harry Leland, and Chip. He did, uh, he did not play Molecule Man. He played Marvella instead. Harry Leland is interesting. I mean, that just sounds like the best good stuff team, although... Mm-hmm. I mean, does Scott play anything else? No. <laughs> no. That's what Scott plays. It's really effective, but that's all that he plays. Q and Maggot World, and like... I don't know. Well, the thing is, nobody played Maggots except Tyler. <laughs> I mean, sky yeah. tracking. Hmm. We were, we've actually been talking about like Q is actually not in a terrible position. Like, obviously pre like maggots winning. If people um, are playing more maggots, Q is bad. But if nobody's yes. actually playing him, then he's totally yeah. Well, now and it's not I mean, like people once... are playing like Captain Marvel. Um, they are playing and... Absolute Carnage. Apparently, there was like three copies in this tournament. Yeah. Which so also one, yeah. So once X Men comes out, Q is unplayable again. But I guess right now in the pre X Men. What do you, yeah, what do you mean? I mean, I'm just saying that um, even after X-Men comes out, it's possible that X-Men as a team yeah. won't be. The the big thing of not having ID cards where you can't just call in a poison and kill him yeah. or call in a pulse wave and kill him. Like, right. I guess Jason Wingard is the other thing that screws up Q a lot. Yes. If, he's, if he has a poison thing on the sideline. Which you should probably have Maggot on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily, but you have that as an option. I mean, I would probably rather, <laughs> maybe rather of, I guess. What are the other, what's the other option, sir? Claire, Claire Finn. Finn. Oh, I keep forgetting has poison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Yoffet. that's not necessarily better than Maggot, but I just. I mean, Yoffit can't attack, really, is the other, is the. No, reason. but, like, giving your team sidestep is big. I mean, your team has sidestep. Oh, and instead of instead of Claire Finn on that list, we probably should have just put Yafit because you actually pay twenty five points for Yafit. <laughs> Claire Flynn's a interesting side, yeah, benefit. Yeah, so um, as always, Scott played a lot of good stuff. Uh, good to see Commissioner on that list. I think it's a, I think it's correct. <laughs> I think Commissioner yeah. is the best. I thing, mean, so. yeah, that's subjectively correct. I if mean, you're playing non theme, you're playing a two hundred seventy five point build with Commissioner. Mm-hmm. Really interesting to see um, Sky Tyrant on a bit on a, an unthemed build that doesn't really have explicit uh, Alpha Strike support. Other than that, it's just like I have a Telekinesis and I have Sky Tyrant, and therefore I have an Alpha Strike. <laughs> I have two Telekinesis. Yeah. Is Commissioner just the best cheap leadership now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I can't see why you would put anything else for leadership on your unthemed team. Unthemed, yeah. I mean, for themed, like, that's... Other than Flash. Well, actually, yeah, Flash has leadership. Yeah, you just put both of them on there, though, right? (laughs) I mean... Yeah, you better than one cheap leadership. Yeah, so basically you can, like... You can do your Alpha Strike in one turn if you need to. TK... 
Sky Tyrant out. You can, if if you somehow go first, you can equip Power Gem first. If you don't, you can not do that. If you if they're going faster, you have Barrier. You have a lot of really efficient low point characters. Chip is you kind have, of interesting. I guess it's so reach. you can like catch up to Sky Tyrant and help him after you throw him out there. And gives you the ESD protection from range. And just a prob, because he's yep. really good. <laughs> and you have yeah, the, that's, ability, uh, the full map if reach. If you are playing Super Rare Green Lantern or Chip, you should be playing the Catcher's Mitt. There is no reason to play the Spotlight. It doesn't absolutely. do anything. Absolutely. <laughs> the Spotlight is terrible. Yeah, it's both absolutely terrible, and the Catcher's Mitt is really good. So yes. please don't play the Spotlight. It, it, it's bad. It, it's very bad. Um, I mean, you can play well, it. It doesn't cost it. Doesn't it make? It. <laughs> doesn't it enable Troubler, and that's the, literally the only reason to ever use yeah, it? Yeah, kind of. So I does guess. the Catcher's Mitt. <laughs> well, it has you range. Can the Catcher's Mitt, I guess, technically. Tyler apparently didn't, but it is possible. Uh, uh, it has, it's it has also, range. Yeah, six range, and also, also has uh, zero attacks and more luck than a miss. But I also I, I feel like PJ would not. Uh, would, would want me to say this and, and remind people that Scott did worse than PJ. <laughs> Scott by was officially place. number four by one place, I assume, yep. on points. Because, and it's literally by ten points because Maddie, <laughs> Maddie didn't let him score ten more points. Nice. But also, did PJ lose to Scott twice in uh, teams? So I don't know. We don't talk about that. I remember um, at the last Worlds that happened, uh, I lost to Scott, and then I was like, you're officially the only member of the Critical Clicks podcast that I've lost to. And he was like, no idea how happy it makes me to hear that. I mean, to be fair, if you were a complete moron in that game, you probably would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I just didn't know what the Psylocke inspiration did, which was an issue. I have since lost to PJ in an online tournament, so that's no longer true. But it wasn't what format? Uh, 300 Bonner. Yeah. It, hmm. it was like my first event in like five months and I decided to play Witch Queen and it turned out Witch Queen was really bad in an environment that included a bunch of like 30 point efficient figures. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much else there is to discuss about yeah, Scott's team. Just good, good stuff, good stuff. As always, Scott Crampton has brought very good figures that aren't themed and has won. Yeah, uh, I, think the, I think the major thing that we can say is it doesn't have two primes on it. <laughs> I mean, I guess Harry Leyland is the really interesting thing. Um, yes. And he loves that bigger like, stop You Sky kill Tyrant. stuff with Sky Tyrant, and you cannot be retaliated on, and they can't really throw their own Sky Tyrants at you because they have no attack. And yeah. Harry has him power, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's traded, so what, played... traded at wit for black powers or special powers? Or special powers, yep. Yeah, so even against non-retaliators, Harry can be really annoying. I played against uh, George Masu in an online tournament, and I did beat him, but there was a turn where he was standing like 10 squares out of my starting area, and the only way for me to get to him was to, like, charge, and I needed, like, a 10 to hit anything on his team, because yeah. Harry Leyland was just reducing my attack by so much. Now, I rolled, like, four 10s in a row and killed half of his figures. <laughs> <laughs> but I shouldn't have, so... Mathematically, yeah. that shouldn't happen. Yeah. So yeah, Harry I mean, Leland can be deceptively, incredibly annoying, even if you're not trying to retaliate. He's just yep. quite good defensively. Yeah. He deals a flash, he deals with retail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's also he not easy to If you have to deal him five penetrating. Yeah, not easy to bring down. Yeah, you need so the way the only way that Sky Tyrant can do it is with the power drum and being able to hit both attacks. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. which is not easy to do because you'll probably have like, I mean, if you don't have like four perplexes, you'll probably have like a nine attack or something yep. and they'll have some probs. All right, uh, a team that everybody knows pretty well, third place team, PJ, Exospec, Spinring. Um, yeah, <laughs> Danger Room, Magneto, Mr. Sinister, and Sabretooth. Uh, Mr. Sinister has the Galactus Herald dial on him. Jim Hammond, Mad Thinker, Prime at 40, four Supermans, the WWE ring. Um, this is a lot of figures that are really hard to kill. Supermans that are deceptively Your good at drop being 10 yeah. points. <laughs> um, and your only possible leadership option pretty much at the moment, which is Jim Hammond. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt Figure Prime is so good. Matt Figure Prime is kill very good. And when you do, like, he's, I think he's like six clicks and you don't even score him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just replace him with the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Wait, I guess. What? You replace what with what? Mad Thinker Prime with the oh, yeah. Mad Thinker. Yeah. Uh, so Spin Ring is equipped to Sinister usually? Mad Thinker. Mad Thinker. Sinister has the Herald. Because Sinister has the Herald. Right. Because, because that is just so good. Yeah, it is. Um, and then Mags or Sabretooth get the extra specs based on Mad Usually Mags is what I've seen, but. He uh, yeah, actually, I mean, generally he does it. He likes it on Sinister, on Sabretooth more than Mags. Interesting. What does he usually Ooh. pick off of Mags um, on Sabretooth? Stealth. So. Stealth at times, sidestep for Sabretooth, and then choosing stun. <laughs> right, because so he has the WWE ring. You right? go in, flurry, you're minus two attack, minus two damage. Interesting. That's cool. But also, like, can pick precision strike and, and things like that. Yeah, I know he said he didn't play Sabretooth before, but, like, I still don't see, I guess, like, I don't know, I guess he fits. I guess what yeah, else? Yeah, I mean the think? options are pretty much Sabretooth or uh, Penny, right? Yeah, no, the, I think yeah, it's just weird. Penny is much easier to kill, um, yep. and this really is a don't die team, so that's the reason yeah. why I'm playing Sabretooth. I mean, yeah, Penny, I guess you can Penny also can get mind control. <laughs> True, and having Corey three extra probs is pretty good, but um, doesn't seem worth giving up your entire game plan, basically. Yeah, I guess that's uh. Otherworld Castle is a really interesting map for this team because Superman likes it a lot. <laughs> so does Mags. Yeah. Oh, what, Sinister Phases, up. and then Sabretooth happens to have improved Elevated, so... Yep. I don't uh, like copying teams, but I'm sure I would like to try this team at some point. Yeah, it's, it it's, seems it's really good. He loves, he, it's, The way he explains it, it's a tempo control build that he controls basically the tempo of the game the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically what he talks about, he, Magneto can hit, like, kill two Dark Phoenixes on turn two, like, yep. he has Sabretooth in your, or he has everything in your face, he has retail. Actually, did yeah. he retail? He doesn't. Have, version? No. He just, well, I mean, it, once Falcom comes out, maybe, but not this one. Right, right, but not at, the, not at Clicks Cub. No. Which is interesting. But um, Magneto got better with the rules change, because he went to a 13 attack. Slightly and, and and slightly worse because of the uh, no knockback damage, but, but slightly better because Devin and I will no knockback always damage. disagree about yep. knockback stuff. Yeah, he said the as somebody who plays that team and loves the not loved the knockback damage with Magneto, it was better for the team to get rid of it because they're just that much harder to kill. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking from an offensive perspective, but you're yeah. right. It is harder to kill the danger room constructs without it as well for sure yeah. i mean um we also we can confirm that the team is also good with welcomes 
<laughs> since it yep. won the thing last night. Um, the uh, Herald Dial, why is it specifically good with Sinister? We should... uh, because he's your outwit. And so, one, having a protected outwit outwit is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be in stealth. He also plays very offensively with Sinister, so he's clicking the dial very quickly. Yeah, I think uh, he gets to start. Yeah, he, he phases all the way up there. Yep. And the elemental converter is part of the um, control. Yeah, and what he'll, what he, especially he did it to me because I like him and I didn't see it until like halfway through his turn. Um, I had my uh, Star Girl and my Moloko Man up against the edge, and I didn't realize where the converter was. Oh no. <laughs> And I left a spot in between them. He literally just faced Sinister next to them and said, all right, you got to try to break away now. (laughs) Yeah, so this team, really hard to kill, actually does put out some amount of damage with Superman's, despite looking like it can't because it's all Danger Room constructs. The Danger Room constructs deal more damage than you expect them to because you can Mm -hmm. multi-target and flurry and stuff. Um, And Jim Hammond is necessary because of leadership. Yep, yep. That's about it. And Jim Hammond can kill flashes pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, energy explosion is just pretty good right now. Yep, with a 12 attack. Because of that thinker, right? Yep. I just uh, have to... How, uh, does, how long does it take the converter to like actually... Four like... Tur- like four... Like three turns to get to one. Because it clicks uh, every turn. Oh. Oh, shit. No, end of your turn, so... End of your turn, but it's, like, on your turn four, it's showing the one. Right. Huh. Interesting. Pretty good. Yep. And, like, if he poisons and kills something, like, uh, the he has a game on stream where, like, he outwits poison, or he outwits imperv on a rookie, poisons it, and then he gets two clicks of the herald dial. <laughs> I uh, I did see Lucas uh, the Herald Dial uh, actually start happening yesterday, although. Um, so I guess one other thing about how this team loses sometimes, uh, it's very hard to kill, but um, Tyler showed how he beat it in the top four, and it turns out that if you can get Magneto off of toughness, you can just poison him three times. Yep. when you have three maggots. So it <laughs> turns yep. out that uh, multiple maggots is pretty good against this too. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, second place team, I guess. Maddie G, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Maddie. Yeah. Maddie G, who came second at everything all weekend, except well, for he won the casual. classic and didn't come second in uh, teams, but in in modern and silver, he did come second. Um, we've talked about this team already a little bit, but just to go back over it: Clairfin, Oz, Valeria Richards. That's not Von Doom. That's the uncommon that can pick an attack power. Nathaniel Richards, Molecule Man, High Evolutionary, High Evolutionary. Giganta Prime at 25, two flashes like everybody else in the tournament who played Flash and WWE Ring. Um, so I haven't seen this team played, uh, but basically it's just a bunch of incredibly efficient things. Yep. Basically, yep. Like uh, the cool trick that it can do is it gives high evolutionary pulse wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I there's a lot of props. I understand why he's there, but I, I don't love Oz. I don't know. I don't either, but it uh, does seem to have been successful. It, it makes the math good against flashes. That matters. Yeah, And it, it gives you the... I think with the Oz, it gives you the full map reach with an evo- uh, high evo. Yeah. Uh, that sounds about right. 
And I think it um, screws with the uh, opposing Sky Tire and Alpha Strikes. Yes. A bit too. Yep. Which yeah. It's just still a little, I don't know. It's a little bit expensive for me for that, but I get it. Yeah, Nathaniel Richards is really interesting on this team too, because I, I'm not sure that I would have thought that he was worth it on this style of team, but giving out. Oh, I mean, no, giving, giving an attack power to Flash, yeah. giving like a penetrating energy explosion to Evo. What not, attack power are you giving to Flash generally if you're giving uh, Slam? Slam because it's a close. It gives him the second close. Exactly. It basically just lets him make a second attack if you oh, okay. grab an object. Sure. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and that's and what like it, the only thing left. It does is like an actual it hits. Effect, right? Yeah, like the power is like you hit and then you can place that character adjacent to you. Sure. So it can be useful, but really it's just so you can make two attacks when you charge. I yep. mean, you could also get Quake. Like that's not nothing. Yeah, it's true. Yep. And yeah, because and that Nathaniel. because that team is already like hurting for objects because of Nathaniel, like Flash might not always have an object. Yeah, so um, we've seen how this plays a bit, um, and uh, Tyler sort of showed how his finals game against Maddie went, which it looked like the answer was Tyler made like four mistakes at the start of the game and still won. Yep. Um, because Grods are really good in that matchup because they let the Pogs break barrier. Yeah. Yeah, the Pogs can break barrier. Um if you don't forget to pick uh, a target with your um, Spider-Ham. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that was hilarious. I've done things if like If you that actually, before. like, sidestep and stuff. actually get to carry the third maggot. Yeah. The the oh. turn where two high evolutionaries ran out and, like, killed his Spider-Hammer eye, and then he was just like, okay, poison you to your last click, punch you with a maggot, punch you with uh, an empowered token. Mm-hmm both your high evolutionaries are dead immediately was just like, Oh wow. <laughs> this is <Yep>. done. <laughs> Poisoning the flashes to death immediately is big. Getting rid yep. of Giganto reasonably easily is big. Like, yeah, I feel like not an impossible. Now that the team is like a thing, people are going to be thinking about how to like deal with all the game elements. So uh, if I was Emperor, thinking of playing, I would probably edge away from that team right now. Just go pulse wave the entire team. Yeah. And uh, your, your your pogs can't do anything to me if I kill the gods. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Maddie's team is basically a bunch of really efficient things, has some interesting tricks with Nathaniel Richards. Uh, Nothing and is higher than Larry Richards. Points. Yeah. Everything's really cheap and really efficient. Uh, and it has a bunch of probs and a bunch of TK. And everything has sidestep because of Yafit, I guess, is yep. also kind of interesting. He, yeah. They pay 25 points for Yafit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's an interesting team. And then the number one team, one of only two players in the event to bring a maggot, the only player to bring a spider hammer eye or um, a grod. Main force grod, yeah. High Evo Prime, yeah. Um, played, okay, so interesting. So the, even the equipment is kind of an interesting decision here. So emotional modifier. Um, this basically is plus one attack to all of your maggot pogs. And everything else. It's but. also his Batman counter. Because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have barrier. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He And or, and your stuff with shape change counter, if that matters in yep. a particular matchup. Um, but really, the so this team has a ton of probs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, three main force to start? Nine. No, four. Yeah, still start. Four and main then, force uh, and then six teams. <laughs> but still rolling an eight can be quite difficult. 
even with yeah. your billion probs. So bringing that down to a seven, or if you already needed a seven, bringing that down to a six with the emotional modifier is huge for the team. Um, and then there's Waldo arms, which are there so that Spider Hammer I can make more free attacks. Hopefully, um, yep. they aren't they aren't ultra reliable necessarily, but what else were you spending those 10 points on? And but Hammer's when they also work, fine they with, <laughs> and he's also fine with all three of those options. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. About the free in cap and then free attack. And you have giant reach too, mm-hmm. which was actually really giant important. Reach. Yeah. In the, the finals. Yeah. Cause people barrier against you, but they have, you're outside and they have colossals. Because uh, this team goes to Glengrove Cemetery like nearly every time, <laughs> as far as I can tell, uh, for two reasons. One, Glengrove Cemetery has a ton of hindering terrain, and grods, grods love that. Yep. You just get to free action with grods and hopefully token things. Um, and two, it's outdoors, so that even if they barrier in, you can attack over it if, yep. with uh, your spider hammer eye giant reach. Um, it's plus nine, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah, plus nine theme. So this is spider hammer eye, three maggots, chip. Ultra Humanite, High Evolutionary, Double Grod. Um, we can talk about this team with fair confidence, or at least I can, because I watched his video about it. <laughs> yeah. He did like an hour-long video, which you guys, which everybody listening should check out if they're interested, because it went over all of the really interesting little tips and tricks with it pretty well, and like his general setup, all that kind of stuff. Um, do, we, do we know if he won or lost map in the last game? He won. He won map. Matt, yeah, if he, Maddie, he would, have, if Maddie would have won map, he would have went to negative zone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tyler did say um, that he was minus one on map and still won it. And that was a pretty lucky thing. Um, yeah. So basically this team, uh, Grods are 10 points. They're theme filler and they have empower. Oh. <laughs> and that's what really matters because uh, it turns out that your two damage maggot pogs with the emotional modifier and Grod are now 11 and four. <laughs> with your yeah. like eight probs to back them up and because of the new theme prob rules um so it's so it's so many theme probs because of the high evolutionary prime mm-hmm. ups your uh max limit from three probs to six probs um and because of the new theme prob rules your maggot pogs can use theme probs yep they don't have to have the keyword or anything so like you can have like three things behind them that have prob and then they can use prob and it's just so much prob <laughs> And then when you're getting attacked back, so one of the so emotional modifier is until you choose again, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. That's how this works. Okay. So one of the things you can do with emotional modifier is on your turn one, you pick that everything within X has minus one defense, and then you go across the map, you make all your attacks, and then you pick that everything within four has minus one attack. So now you have ten props, and your opponents, you effectively have like 19 defenses on your entire team. And you're like, okay, I killed part of your team. Go ahead, see if you can roll enough eights to kill enough of my team for it to matter. It's like surprisingly good my props. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's surprisingly good defensively for an alpha yeah. strike. It's really hard to kill stuff in in return. That's I, I and that's one thing that he he said he loves about it is it's an alpha strike team that can survive the crackback. Yeah, there are so many alpha strike teams and so many maggot teams specifically that I've tried that are like, okay, I went across the map. I hit some things. I didn't kill their second Dark Phoenix. I, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> but this one's like, okay, I didn't kill their second Dark Phoenix. It needs an eight, and they have two probs, and I have eight. That's probably yep. fine. <laughs> yep. I can probably prevent it from hitting things. Um, Ultra Humanite is cool because you can both wild card uh, Injustice League on Spider Hammer Eye, 
so that you can potentially remove tokens and uh, you can give tokens to enemies if you roll a six at the start of your turn. Yeah, you can really mess up a, an opponent's tempo by just being like, okay, they, they tokened their Sky Tyrant to equip. Now he's double tokened. And you have a 25-point TK, which isn't really available on Animal otherwise. So. Yep. Yeah, so this team is just really good team building by Tyler. Um, it definitely has some trouble with Lord Doom and All Caps Doom. Um, it is possible to beat them because you have high defenses and your spider hammer eye can still attack. So you yep. can potentially kill their good stuff on some of their stuff that would have damaged you on turn one and then just like survive a turn and then just swarm it the next turn. Like it can happen. Um, yep. Not It won't necessarily happen, but it has outs. And with the Waldo arms on hammer eye, there are potential turns where he can attack three times a turn. Yep. Because he can regular attack, then free attack, then Waldo arms free attack. And he can do all of that with blades now. Because yeah, he has he traded blades. But he also has empowers from Grimes. Yeah, he's also swinging for so. fives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can kill, like, most things in the meta on turn one after running across the map with those empowers. Just because everything is so low dial. Yep. Why is it that when WizKids makes up characters, they're always just insane? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of those chases aren't, but... There are definitely a few of them that are really. I, uh, I, I was proportionally. Pretty... Wait, you have, you have Pharaoh, you have 76. Yeah. Uh, like half Pharaoh, are yeah. great and half aren't. Wait, no, half of them are really good because you have uh, Hammer Eye, 76, Pharaoh, and Penny. And like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, but then you have Gwen. <laughs> okay. I mean. She just brings it all down. You just told me the Venom was good, so. I like Leo. Hey, I said Gwen. I know. Yeah, Gwen is uh, pretty sad. Um, I really, really like Tyler's team for a selfish reason. Um, when Wonder Woman first came out, I was building with animals. And I, like, I'm probably, I know I'm not the first person to figure this out. But I found, I figured it out on my own of the hammer eye carrying everybody around with Green Lantern TA. And I, like, felt really good about myself that I figured that out. Yeah, so I didn't figure that out until I was playing against Patrick Frazier, which is who Tyler credited with figuring out as well, <laughs> where I played against Patrick Frazier in top 12 of the Chicago uh, Mafia event. And mm-hmm. the first thing he did was TK out Spider-Ham, carry everything next to it with Mary Jane and carry across the map with Spider-Ham. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Because I has 12 movement. Yeah. And your and the other thing is your high evolutionary has plus two perplexed anything. Yep. So if you need fourteen movement, you have it. Like yeah, it lets you still get across the map with against Oz. like opposing Ozes. Um, but I was running that team with Firstborn, and I had put the Herald Dial on Hammerai. <laughs> because I'm like, all right, I can I can go and just like get next to somebody, and now they can't outwit my defense power, and I don't feel bad. It also gave him phasing, which I liked. Nice. Yeah, so I also like this team for a selfish reason, which it, which is it has three of my champion figures. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, Maggot has been doing reasonably well, but keeps coming in second. Uh, there was um, Brad Boyles, who played it yep. two tournaments in a row in the same weekend and came second in both of them. Yep. And then Chris Stockhouse brought it to a tournament and came second. And then Tyler brought it to a previous tournament and came second. <laughs> so yep. it's nice to see Maggot finally get a win uh, with three of them. Yeah. Turns out you just need to play three of them. Two's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Tyler's good at that. Do you really uh, need three, though? Chicago I feel like two is... I don't know. I mean, obviously he won with it, but I feel like two is also probably fine. I mean, it's just what's better for those 40 points on this team. Yeah. Is why you play three of them on this particular team. I think there are probably non-animal themed teams and stuff that probably only want two, but um, on this team, I don't know what I would play it. On that exact team, probably, yeah. Or on a team, on a Spider-Ham Maggots chip team. Like, you have to play two garads, pretty much. Like, yep. I don't know. I think Tyler just found, like, pretty much the build. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'd replace. Yeah. And, it, it, and he's going to play like, it for three years. <laughs> who knows? It feels like there <laughs> should be something better, but in practice, it really isn't. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can try to shift points around if you want. Like, you can bring Hyevo up to 40 and play a Scott Porter Pog instead of a Maggot. But I don't Which think is that's what he originally did. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I don't yeah, think that's I think better. you want the theme. These days, I mean... Yeah, the, plus I mean, the fact that there's so little map variance kind of indicates that it's uh, probably important to win map. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Grod's free trait is just huge, too. Grod is yep. really good for 10 points. Yep. Anyway, uh, congrats to Tyler for winning that tournament. Um, yep. I think there are some really interesting takeaways from the meta here. There are some figures that seem to be pretty clearly underplayed, and I think we'll see them only on people copying this exact build. But uh, maybe somebody will come up with something original with something. <laughs> uh, obviously, we don't have that da- the data for this event. But uh, one thing I did notice yesterday, a lot of games are somehow going to time. Like, yep. games ending is, like, not a thing anymore. I think it's just because there's so many figures on every team, right? Agreed. Yeah, that's fair. I um, only, I think I didn't go to time... Twice. Yeah, Lucas. Yeah, yesterday Lucas went 3-0 with 435 points. <laughs> and uh, because I only ran three rounds for nine people, there was a 3-0, 135. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the, part of the that Invisible is... The Invisible Woman team at the Clicks Cup went 6-1 and one with 321 points. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Matt Esbrook in general. Like, <laughs> that team. Every team Matt Esbrook plays is like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like there were forever. score some points so you don't lose. Got it. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. So there were four rounds. Or three rounds of four. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is a very small sample size, but it's it's current. Uh. So twelve games because there were three rounds with eight people. One out of twelve games ended. Wow. So I am a very fast player in general. Um. And at least previously, I went to time like one out of every twenty games or something. <laughs> Like, I would finish my games almost all the time. But maybe that won't be true anymore. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's, like, so, like you said, there's so many figures. There's so much barrier now. Molecule mm. Man slows the game down. Yeah. Because of, I got to lay my smoke. Now I got to roll. Now I got to swap my smoke with barrier. <laughs> then I'm going to barrier. Then at the beginning of my turn, I got to take it all off. Molecule Man is interesting because I, I've seen video of both. He he's actually quicker to place his markers in person than online for so, absolutely it's absolutely it's so weird. Um, also, I mean, we're talking about like the top four, two plus nines, one unthemed, and one plus ten. So that's a lot of characters. Yep. So. Oh, one figure that I forgot to mention that got played that I was very surprised to see was the Colossal Bastion. 
Yeah, that one also stuck out to me. I don't I think that know. was uh weird. Is that Brandon? I know Beezy played it, yeah. It wasn't. It was uh it was Aaron. Oh. I think they both played it. Yeah. I, I either Beezy didn't make top thirty two or I didn't have his list. I don't know which. Because yeah. <laughs> there was four lists missing. So if I have referred to somebody as not having made top thirty two in this episode, it's possible they did, and I just didn't have their list. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Brandon's actually here. He was thirty third. So I didn't include it. Just missed it. Yep. And yes, he also played that Bastion. Yep. That Bastion's good. And that Bastion will get better with uh, Master Mold and Mm. the new Sentinels. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, for some reason. Um, I mean, I don't know. We get good numbers, but nobody asks questions. Uh, uh, somebody named Devin asked, why is Azrath on this recording? He's a scrub. I don't know why Why people are bullying you. I don't know. Uh, Tom Shannenberger, best moment playing Emperor Vulcan at the Cup. I think he said, what, the pulse wave? Six times uh, in a row? The, well, that was good. The, honestly, the best moment was was the Isaac reaction. Nice. <laughs> uh, Kristok asked, can you ask Azareth about the worst part of the Florida humidity? All of it. <laughs> it sucks so bad. <laughs> Literally walking out of my hotel and being drenched in sweat. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon Byrne, what was your overall... It says option, but I think... Option of the Clicks Cup? I did see that question. Yeah, it was uh, your favorite. It was just a really, really well-run event. It was probably the best-run event I've ever been to for HeroClix. Yeah, uh, I've only, I've only been things. playing for a few years, but like it was so smooth. A lot of venue space. Like we, like they had huge tables and only had like three or four games to a table, so you had tons of room. Um, I I played teams in my socks. I didn't wear shoes. Yeah, we don't really have events that are played in uh, in a hotel anymore. Since uh, uh, Rock there Cup should be moved. more of them. Because my nationals was last time it happened. For some reason, like my my shoes were really like tight on my feet all weekend, and so I was like actually hurting my right foot. And so being able to not have to wear my shoes for teams was nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't there, but I've only heard good things. I mean, I've yeah. heard specifically. The judge team of Joe Gill and Chad was good. Yep. Uh-huh. Newmark had a ton of like prizing, like in between rounds for teams, like he was doing trivia and giving away like legacy cards. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Food was really good. <laughs> it, may, it reminds me there's a, of a college humor video where basically two people are talking and they're talking about a party and like every single detail is like the best it's like no but what about this no and then at the end it was like what about the dip it's like no i'm just imagining like the food was like slightly like could have been better or something, that it, it something probably could have been better but like it was good for me and like honestly i didn't have much expectations going into like the venue like when me and my girlfriend walked into our hotel room and it was like enormous and it had a tv in the mirror in the bathroom i was like uh what like i was i was pretty excited and i could see disney from my my hotel room 
Nice. So yeah, everything about the cup was good. Except for being in Florida. Except for being in Florida. Why did David Newmar pick such a shit venue? Uh, because it was in Florida? <laughs> yeah, because it was in Florida. That's the only reason. Because you moved back to Florida this year, this year or last year. So David, uh, it's because it didn't have a microwave in the room. That'll be a joke from the banquet where somebody complained about there not being a microwave in the hotel room. But we had many fridges. I don't remember the last time I was in a hotel room with a microwave, but okay. So usually you have the you have the microwave and not the mini fridge. But a hotel of that quality isn't going to give you a microwave so that you can go get food that's not theirs. <laughs> that's fair. Um, Ed A.B. asks, is David Newmark a god or a deity? Um, I mean, he has more money than god, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be deity keyworded, so at least he has support around him. Like I mean, I would, yeah. that makes me sad because I really want to punch him, but that means he'll have mystics from Strife, right? <laughs> sure will. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. He wouldn't play if a character as low rarity as rare. <laughs> Chases are above. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember what at Worlds he played like all chase Thanos in Q. I can't remember what else, but. <laughs> Even the soul gem for Thanos is expensive. So yeah, uh, the event that Calderness and Dalich ran the the king event or the prince event, which was the nothing below a super rare, should have just been called the David Newmark event. Wow. Sorry, I met, maybe you said this early. What did what did Calder mission points win with? Uh, I think he Ares. also did it with Ares. I don't know the rest. Oh. Okay, that's fair. Justin Harrington, uh, where's my flash? Uh, I, I don't know, but you should check the top tables because he was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because they were all over the place there. <laughs> there was like 30 of them. You should have saw them. Yeah, the conversion rate on Flash in this event was uh, very yeah. good. He was already at like, what is he, 70 now or something? Yeah. yeah um, I, I traded a Flash for two super rares that I wanted because I thought Rise and Fall was going to be coming out. Hmm. Sad. Yeah, that was the only thing. Like, the, the only problem that happened was that was Rise and Fall wasn't out yet. Legal. Yeah, and so Rise I, and Fall I can't legal. blame that. On that was actually good because Wonder Woman 80 is definitely a better team sealed set. Yeah, but there's a thing. There's there's something different about like going into a sealed environment with a set that just came out. Like that's just cool. That's a cool feeling. Um. And it was like, super fun for XDPS. Yes, absolutely. And, like, obviously, like, I'm not going to lie, a lot of us were testing with Rise and Fall stuff, and then, like, when we came to the realization that, oh, it's not going to be legal, like, a lot of us had to pivot real fast. Yeah, that's fair. And a lot of us were excited to play Rise and Fall teams. Like, that's what we wanted to play. What did you want to play? No, I'm just kidding. I know the answer <laughs> You would have played a different Emperor. Yeah, definitely not a secret that I played Emperor Vulcan because I couldn't play Emperor Gladiator. (laughs) (laughs) I needed to play a different Shi'ar Ruler Prime. (laughs) Shi'ar Ruler Prime that can produce penetrating and is impossible to kill. Yeah, I only... My Vulcan only died once in five games. And I died to PJ. That's funny, died to the robot team with no damage output. He gets to pick Precision Strike with Magneto. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow, that's that's kind of sad. Yes. Um, 
But I think that is it, because, yeah. Let's pull up the ad read. I have to end the show now, because I'm outnumbered. Um, by you people with your weird names. Honestly, the best the best part about the trip was going to Galaxy's Edge and being in Star Wars land and losing my mind. If anybody gets the chance to go to Galaxy's Edge and you're a Star Wars fan, do it. What What is it exactly? So it's a, a part of the Disney Hollywood Studios park. It is, it's Star Wars land. You are in a Star Wars world. Like, it's so cool. Huh. I'll, uh, I'll send you I'll send you pictures um, from the park like I, when we walked in I was getting kind of emotional because like I grew up obviously Star Wars was a big part of my childhood and is still a big part of my life we went to the cantina at 9 a.m. because that's what my travel agent got us uh, reservations for Wow. we came Literally out be drinking but I didn't, and we both had alcoholic drinks at 9 a.m. we're like you know what if we're doing it we're doing it um, but you make a right out of the cantina and you get to this next big clearing and you literally walk in and see the Millennium Falcon. I I got teary eyed like at that moment. <laughs> like that was a really emotional. And then the lightsaber building experience was also very emotional for me. Is it actually like a quality lightsaber? Yes. Yeah. And it is currently uh, in its protective bag leaning against my wall until nice. I uh, until I got a wall mount. Nice. Well, hopefully next time isn't uh, Florida for some reason. So I, if it's in Florida, just hope it's in Florida at a different time. Not yeah. Hope, yeah. A different time summer. It would be good. Cause Disney was also packed. <laughs> yeah. There's probably room to have it in a more, it'd be nice if it was in a more like dead zone. As I far think as, he like, said Friday. he wants to try to look at like February. Yeah, it sounds it sounds reasonable. But he also was saying that he might want to try to make it like a convention style, like multiple different games involved. He's which, uh he's very ambitious, yeah. There's I'm a little like cards there, right? There were Pokemon players there, yep. I would be fine with it if Yu-Gi-Oh! is kept out. <laughs> Because the you know, Yu-Gi-Oh community yeah. is terrible, and yeah. I don't want to have my stuff full of thieves. Yep, yep. Uh, leave those guys out of it. Yeah. Uh, so that should definitely just about wrap things up for today. I want to thank uh, both you people, and uh, I'm not going to thank Chad because whatever he won't hear this anyway. <laughs> Screw you, Chad. Yeah, he went That's to bed right. like an old fart. That's right. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's so old. Uh, before we go, I want to thank our patrons whose support helps us bring the bring this to you without me paying for hosting fees out of pocket. If you want to be a patron, for some reason, the site is patreon.com slash jsaclux. We have a patron discord, really access to episodes and some other stuff. We have uh, affiliate links if you want to use any Podbean services, whether that's hosting and you can get a month free or getting $100 free ad credit if you want to advertise with them. We have all the social media, Facebook, page and group, Twitter, Instagram, no TikTok. Sorry, Connor. Uh, <laughs> I want to plug our show affiliates. Our friend Devin Adams has the Happy Little Heracles YouTube channel. Uh, Aries has his uh, various stuff. He has a Patreon, and uh, he does the cool live videos. I want to be on one again sometime soon. 
And uh, you have to ask if you've heard of clicksnaxes.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you make sure to have fun the next time you play Hero Clicks, whether it's competitive or casual. Stop. Cool.